What's happening, everybody? Welcome to the Paranormies. I'm Johnny Monoxide. <laughs> and tonight, I'm joined by a Grognak and Jack. What's up, fellas? Hello. What's up? Hello, people on Pilled. Hello, people on Pilled. Hello, places. Hello, people on Odyssey and other places. Jack, you with us? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know what is going on with my files, but uh, I've been trying to play the Ether um, intro that he made for us, and every time I try to play it, it's not the Ether intro. It's like an episode of the Paranormies. That's weird. Yeah. It says Aether Paranormies intro MP3, and then you look over and it's 171 megabytes. I'm like, yeah, it's a lot longer than the one that he sent me. That's big. <laughs> That's a large. That's a large song file, Aether. You know, maybe compress it a little bit next time, buddy. Just kidding. Anyways, uh, we're live, everybody. Uh, thanks for thanks for joining us this evening on such short notice. I uh, decided that since we had a few visual things, a few, quite a few uh, visual aids for this evening's show, that it would only be it only be right to do a stream, and then we can post the stream as you know as a video or whatever and put it on it'll be up on our odyssey as a replay it'll be up probably put it up on telegram uh i did that i've done that before it, it takes a little bit of work to get it compressed properly but yeah do some video tonight what do you think guys it's video time yes uh i think battlebots supposed to be joining us i'm not sure um, if he is or not but hmm I sent him the link. But hello, everybody, over on Pilled and Odyssey and DLive. What do we got so far? We got the usual We got the usual five over on DLive. Yeah, just five, as usual. Uh, Pilled is starting to pick up a little bit, and so is the Odyssey. So what's up, everybody? I uh, hope you're all enjoying your Saturday. It is Saturday. This is Saturday Night Live. That sucks, man. I had that Aether intro, and I wanted to hear it. I like that one. It's freaking cool. But it, it's Saturday is always a fun day to do live content. Yeah, that's a lot of people do. A lot of people do live stuff on Saturdays. Oh, you know what we didn't play? Have you guys? Have you guys ever heard the whole um, the whole new FEMA Bandcamp FEMA FEMA Bandcamp FEMA Camp Band Leader? I always say it backwards. FEMA Camp Band Leader his version of our uh, new intro. Have you guys heard the long version? I'll play. Think we'll, so. we'll do it at break. We'll do it part of that at break. But um, what is going on? It is, it is Saturday. It is uh, February. What's today? 24th. Uh, we have a leap year this year, right? We have a leap year. Uh, yes. And then 29 days in this, in this, this February. Yeah. Not too, now the deal with the leap year, Grognak, you're like more of the calendrical guy here. Like, uh, do you know why? Do you know why they added the, the leap year? Do you know what that was all about? Because um, we added five point two four days to the calendar year, which everybody seemed to figure out all at the same time, and everyone changed the calendars at the same time. Mm. Jason says that was seven thirteen BC. Seems to be pretty appropriate if you look at calendar dates that are changed in like weird areas like China and India that aren't like, you know, Abrahamic faith type people. Sure. So like, aren't they though? It's like the whole world was in on this change. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So they, they call them the 
the five evil days or something at first. They like added one to the end of each day of the year. Or th- they might have been grouped at first. I don't remember. Hmm. I'm being told that my mic is very low. Does it sound low to you guys? No. Yeah, that's weird. Nope. Okay. That is weird. Somebody on Odyssey, be Nameless, has said that my mic is low. Is that better? Is that better, Nameless? Do I, do I sound better now? Am I clearer? Does my voice sound like butter? Just kidding. I don't have the good mic. I don't, I don't, I don't have the good mic, so I can't sound like butter. I have the... Um, I have the ATR 2100X going right now. I have my travel mic. So, because my, my regular mic, I think the yeah, core. Sounds good. Yeah, my, my XLR cables are, are kind of fucked up, so I got to get new ones. And I've had more important things to spend money on this week. You guys you guys hear about my plumbing problem, right? No, you guys didn't hear oh, about Oh, yeah, you're. Um, no, that's. The, wait, this is in addition to getting struck by lightning? Yes, this is in addition to getting struck by well, lightning. Do you guys want to hear the struck by lightning story first or the plumbing story first? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, the plumbing is. is I mean, didn't you talk about it on the last? Episode um, like the, the, or is that just us talking to each other? I don't remember, but the toilet. Okay, so we have we have a, a a ranch and we have a bathroom on each end of the house, right? A three bedroom, two bathroom house, and we have the bathroom on each end, and the, the drains go towards the center of the house, and the septic is towards the center. Well, the one bathroom on one side uh, started backing up into the shower, and when you flush the toilet, it would start backing up, right? So, uh, okay, so. We got to get that looked at. So a uh, plumber comes out, Roto-Rooter first, because they were the only one that would come out on a Sunday for free, and came out and checked it out. And the girl plumber, first of all, LOL. Um, oh, no. Yeah, girl plumber. Um, and she was like, uh, it's probably your septic. I'm like, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't really think it's a septic, but okay. But she went down. Uh, she did not go under the house, but uh, they said to pull the toilet and snake snake the drain out. It was six hundred to pull the toilet and put it back, and then three fifty to snake everything. I'm like, that's a thousand dollars. Like that's a lot. I can do. I can take the toilet for free off. You know what I mean? And do it myself. Uh, so I said no, thank you, and I called the local plumber to see what their their quote would come in at, and. Um, he came out and got under the house. The Roto-Rooter plumber didn't even go under the house. He went under the house and he realized, he's like, oh, well, here's the problem is your drain from this bathroom uh, from the last support to where it tees into the, where it tees into the main doesn't have a support underneath it. And over time, this PVC pipe has bent and now you have a nice U in your pipe. And it's basically just gravity's not letting the stuff go into the septic. And then you got a U problem. Yeah, big me problem. Yes, big U problem. And it's, yeah, so that pipe's got to come out and get cut out and be put back in. And I was like, ooh, yeah, that's a real plumber issue. I'm not doing that. So there's that. That happened. And then at my work apartment on Tuesday, no, Wednesday, on Wednesday, I'm working and at 3 o'clock I get a phone call. I say, hey, is this John? I'm like, yeah, this is John. Um, hey, well, your your new washer and dryer unit will be in on Wednesday. I'm like, cool. Um, what new washer and dryer unit? <laughs> like, it's an interesting way to start a conversation. Yeah. It's like, oh, from the fire, right? I was like, from the, excuse me, the what? It's like the meme, the what? 
<laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> yeah, right. I'm I'm the hole up, you know, the the, the fallout guy, hole up. <laughs> and it's like, um, what do you mean the fire? Like, well, you didn't didn't somebody call you about the fire and the lightning strike? I'm like the 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 fire the what? <laughs> somebody just passed the buck like straight up no what happened was okay here's what happened i leave for work at like 5 20 in the morning right and uh at like 5 45 my neighbor's apartment got struck by lightning in the in the condo next to me they got struck by lightning and it blew up their electrical system it shorted out all their their stuff because of like whatever wasn't on like um the surge protectors and whatnot, but it blew up the wiring to their washer and dryer, stackable washer and dryer unit for some reason, which is back to back with the washer and dryer unit and mine, right? It's, it's just a mirror. It is condos, a mirror image of mine. So when it fried their wires in the wall, it fried mine. It blew out like fire out of the freaking receptacle out of the wall, right out of the plug. So, Anyway, fire department, blah, 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 everybody, you know, uh, the two apartments down the way don't have power at all. Um, but apparently uh, they went door to door and knocked on the doors, but they were supposed to call the people who weren't home and let them know what happened. And they obviously didn't call me. So I'm like, uh, did, did, what fire? My fire? Are my guitars okay? Like, <laughs> no, I'm not joking. I'm like, right, did, you, did you go in? Is everything all right? Are they, is everybody okay? And yeah, so now I have uh, in my, I haven't turned off right now because I can't deal with the noise. The noise gives me anxiety. Um, but we have these uh, air purifiers and they're huge from ServPro. They're like the, the people that come in and do like when you have a flood or whatever, they come in and like, you know, to help you, you know, get your, your house back together or whatever. Right. And so now I have these gigantic fans blowing and it's like, it's like I'm at an airport. We'll talk about airports later, but it's like I'm at an airport at all times. It's, like, it's fucking terrible. But yeah, so there's that, and there's let me see. Then there's the plumbing, and then jeez, it's like you know, is Mercury in retrograde or something? Like honestly, I'm pretty sure it is. No, I'm not joking. I, I think it is. Shit. Something is in retrograde. I'm dead serious about that. There has to be. There's too much weird shit going on right now but yeah so that's that's a fun couple days right there you know so anyhow like it yeah yeah you ever wonder you know you just mentioned mercury Mm -hmm. you ever wonder if the planets like if they're really not important at all the wandering stars what if they're just broken stars what do you mean by broken like like the like the little light blinky light in the sky went off and it doesn't like Run through the firmament the way it's supposed to. I don't. I don't, I don't know. This would be. I don't, I don't know. Broken. What if it just kind of did? My my head is in the clouds right now. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> Sorry. I I don't know, man. Um, I was this, thinking about like someone hitting a button on you and, and sending a freaking lightning bolt down in your apartment, Johnny. Right. I mean, it's like, like, like Hunger like Games style. It's possible, but it wasn't. They missed. They missed my apartment. They got my neighbor. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's probably a POC, right? Um, but yeah, I was like I said, I was at work. And it happened. It happened like twenty minutes after I left for work. Uh, the things that happen. Anyway, so there's that. That's always fun. So for the first time ever, it actually is happening. It's actually happening. Yes. Yes. Like Sabin and Ron Paul himself. 
Oh, man. Could have prevented this. Yep. All you had to do, all you had to do was listen. You know? Yep. Yep. It's literally all he said was listen. But um, what else is what else is happening? Uh, there's the, there's the big there's the new big balloon, right? There's a new balloon floating over Utah. Isn't there another another possibly oh, yeah. Chinese spy balloon? Is that what's going on? There is, yeah. but it's not a threat. That once again they're saying, oh, it's not a threat. No, why would it be a threat? No, it's just a satellite. It's probably a Fox News satellite that crashed. Yeah, yeah. or something like that. You know? How do we know they're not balloons that are full of um, bat viruses? We don't know that, Grognak. We don't know that they're not full of of uh, bad viruses. They're possibly full of bad viruses. I'm just joking. I know. Obviously. Uh, viruses aren't real. Yes, we know. <laughs> well, you know, we never really talked about that very what do you much. Mean? Like, we know, we know that nuclear weapons aren't real, but like... Right. What about biological warfare? Um, well, I mean, obviously, biological warfare meaning like pests... Like mosquitoes and like ticks and stuff. Well, meaning, or, like, if there was some super villain with like an endless will of cash, how come he hasn't actually just come up with uh, a way to sterilize all people of one particular stock? Right. That's well. That's that's the the reason why you know a main reason why nukes. We know that nukes aren't real because same reason. You know, there's a bazillion tyrants and dictators and. And uh, guys that are crazy who would who would in air quotes use these things right if they were if if in fact they were real and accessible uh, they would definitely use nukes you know because they're quote crazy dictators who want to destroy the world right that's you know that's the that's the story we keep getting from from all you know like our our our, uh, our trusted news sources. What's that? Yeah, James Bond. Yes, James. I meant I meant, I meant trusted news sources, but yes, also also Ian Fleming. Yes. <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, nobody's ever used a nuke. You know, there's been enough fucking crazy people in the world, right? Uh, from Saddam yeah, Hussein. Still waiting for that suitcase nuke. Right. The suitcase nuke, the dirty bomb, the, um, you know, what else is there? I mean, there's all kinds of things. The underwear bomb, the, you know, it was the shoe bomber. That's the reason why we got to take our shoes off at the airport now and take our pants off. And, you know what I mean? And then some, some, um, some TSA agent with a fucking turban is going to come by and check you out. Make sure you're, you know, you're okay to get on the plane. Thanks, Ahmed. Yeah, right. You know, it's like, wait a minute. Speaking of planes, I know I told you guys, but I did not mention this on the show. I actually saw a plane sitting still in the sky like, like three weeks ago. Another one? Because I remember you you saw one a while back too. Oh, I did. Well, I, I did. I did see another one. So I saw one that was just looked like a commercial liner, just uh-huh. sitting there mm-hmm. up in the sky. I had two kids with with me in the back. Almost pulled over to take pictures, but I I was like going got it the next time middle of town. But um, I saw another one the other day going down the highway, um, going down eighty four. You're familiar with eighty four, Johnny? Right? I am familiar with eighty four. So I'm just cruising down with my son, and I can see a little strip of chemtrail in the sky, and it's just sitting there. And as we get closer, you can see that whatever spraying, like you can see the motion of the spray from from the plane that the the the, the aircraft itself wasn't moving. Huh. So I saw two like in one month. 
That's that's pretty insane, to be honest with you. Like that, I've I've seen one. Like every time I see a plane, I'm like, that's not going 500 miles an hour. Like when they're way up in the air, it looks like they're going 500 miles an hour, maybe. You know, but when they're when they're like taking off, well, they got to get up to speed. You know, they're like a mile up and they're just hovering like a like a kite. Right, and they're just but exactly they're- just just like a kite. Yeah. But you said they were uh, spraying chemtrails the whole time while I was hovering, right? Yeah, like the 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 aircraft that was just sitting still in the sky, you could still see the stream of like chems coming out of it. So they essentially said, "Fuck this place in particular." <laughs> yes, like it Basically, was really weird. I mean, yeah. Well, we we've kind of we've kind of batted around the idea that those are either drones that actually do the spraying or. I don't know. I don't know what they are. I don't, I don't know what to believe about what we see in the sky anymore. There's so much crazy stuff going on in the sky all over the world. Yeah, it's, it's, it is crazy. Uh, the balloon, the balloon is back. I don't know if it's if it's a Chinese spy balloon or if this is just some test thing. And they're floating a test balloon. Um, we 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 landed a we landed in um a piece of HVAC gear, an HVAC unit on the moon yesterday. It looked like. Looks like we 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 landed a heat pump on the moon. Is what it looked like. Uh, did you guys see that the thing that, that landed on the moon I, yesterday? It, I think I missed this. <laughs> uh, hold on. Let me, yeah, this is. Um, yeah, dude, moon landing. Uh, what the hell is it called? Uh, let's see, moon landing in February. Blah blah blah. Yes, Odysseus. That's right. From CNN. There we go. Let's, let's, um, from the successful moon landing of Odessa. First U.S. moon landing since 1972 as private spacecraft touches down. Now, here, let me see if I can find that. Um, hold on. Let me pull this up. On Twitter, I saw some stuff about this. And, uh, it basically fell over, so the thing landed and then tipped over. Is what is what they even say happened. Go home, Lander. You're drunk, <laughs> right? But it's absolutely insanity to believe that this thing actually landed on the moon. As soon as I can find, I should have saved this freaking tweets. God damn it. It's uh, just like in it's just like in um like Halo or Roblox. You can just flip the vehicle over, right? You just right, 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 oh, and you can right, yeah. You just flip it. Oh, Jesus Christ! Look at that. Why did I think of that? Um, <laughs> oh God! I just scrolled past Amy Schumer. Have you seen Amy Schumer recently? She's got no, some. But I have no interest. Weird. Oh, hang on. She's got some weird thing going on with her face. She's growing fins. Um. What's that? No. She it looks like it, it looks like her face is getting flatter and rounder, like flat and round. It's and she and she's getting fat on top of it, but the face is just getting more and more and more and more pie shaped. It's insane. Like where the fuck is it? Let me look. It's like up. a cartoon. She got hit in the face with a frying pan. It goes all flat. Yes. What round? Maybe she sleeps in her face. 
I, dude, it's bad. It's very bad. It's very, very, very bad. Um, there it is. Yeah, so let me put this up on the screen here. For all you people watching this stream, here is... Here's, yeah. So this is, this is the... This is the... Um, one giant tumble for mankind. NASA confirms $118 million Odessa's lunar aircraft is tipped over onto its side after failed landing on the moon. So everybody's saying how, you know, it was great. We landed on the moon again. We landed on the moon again. We landed on the moon again. Yay. Well, this thing supposedly landed and oops, it fell over. It's made by intuitive machines. Um, it's like, and it's gone. Unfortunately, it tipped over due to the soft landing. It was based on old data. Um, it's tipped what? over on its side, but it's alive and well. Don't worry. Uh, the guy that we left on the moon, Jeff, I think his name is, that filmed the the uh, the the lunar lander taking off. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna set it back up. So, yeah. Ah, what a champ. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So no hard feelings over leaving him there. Yeah. See, there it is. This one of, one of its legs became caught. Yes. Causing it to fall. What did it get caught on? Cheese. There's the model. There's the model they use. To uh, show the craft. So uh, it landed on its side. I'm going to tilt it over so you see what it looks like on its side. Dude, look at it. It is, it is literally um, like, it's like a carrier. It's like a modern day carrier heat pump. You know? Someone needs to do like the Saddam hiding in his tunnel thing. Where, right. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yes. Oh, Columbia also. Yes, of course, because Columbia sponsored this. Columbia, which has the, you know, everybody's like, oh, they're a Nazi company. They have the swastika in their logo. I mean, they do. That was Wastika in their logo. But hey, so this is something I've always thought of with these pictures here. Here, yeah. right? Look at look at Earth. Uh-huh. Why isn't why is it shadowed? Because the sun is off to the like, left. If you see the if same, you're thing on like, the moon. Shouldn't you just be able to see all of? No, the, you're only going to see the side that's illuminated. Like no, 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 no. They're only going to see the side that's illuminated. percent of the time. No, here's. Here's the other thing. Who's taking this picture? Who's taking this picture? 30, 40, 50 feet behind the... Um, right. Of course. Right. Of course. It's CGI. That. It's obviously, this is a CGI fake picture. I mean, it's not real. I don't even think... I don't even think they pretend this is real. They're, they're like, this is just, you know, this is what it looks like. But anyhow. Yeah. Okay. So enough of that. Hey, everybody's excited. Look, they all look kind of white in that room. I don't see... I don't see a whole lot of... I don't see a whole lot of black mathematicians in that room. Intuitive machines and NASA employees celebrate. Eh. But it was not revealed until the next day that the craft had fallen over. All right. (laughs) There's the image shows the lunar lander over on its side. Oopsie. So it's on its side, and look how look at look at the moon, dude. Look at the crate. That's the moon. That's the moon, right? You can see the curvature. Like you can see the curvature of the moon. Like shut the fuck up. Oh no! This is terrible. Image provided by Intuitive Machines shows it's a dustless lunar lander over near the side moon, over near the near side of the moon landing. Follow lunar orbit insertion on Wednesday. Yes, dude. Can you imagine like the janitor goes into like the film studio and he just fucking like knocks it over while he's sweeping and leaves Oops. it there and all these fucking people from the company come in boggled the next day like oh my god right it fell over right. clean it up Jenny. way to go jazz <laughs> right it's like the old guy from the simpsons with the big mustache he just leaves it oh the, the scottish guy yeah 
Terrible. All right. We have actual content, you guys. We have content. This is the Paranormal America. I, we had to just because the moon landing, supposedly. All this. What? I was going to say this didn't happen in Colorado. No, this didn't happen in Colorado. It did not happen in Colorado. Yes. This is uh, Welcome to Paranormal America. Episode, what are we on? Like 14 now? 14 to 15 states now? Something like that. This is Colorado. Colorado, you guys. Uh, Colorado, known for uh, the mountains, the Rocky Mountains. What's that? Cannibalism. Is it known for cannibalism? That's the first time I ever heard of the Donner Party. Oh, okay. Okay, that's right. The Donner Party was, yeah, Donner Party was Colorado, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I thought it was so You mean they ate each other? Yeah. Oh, my! Uh, real quick, my lunch break got a shout out by Eddie Bravo to Aaron Rodgers on Eddie Bravo's show today. That was pretty cool. Time to come on the show, Eddie. Right? Yeah. If anybody can get a hold of Eddie Bravo and he wants to come, his show's way bigger than ours. I mean, like you know. Anyway, uh, but yeah, my lunch break got shouted out. He said, uh, "Eddie said definitely subscribe to my lunch break and John Levi." I was like, ah, oh. yeah. I mean, if you're if you're if you're just getting into the if you're just getting into the Tartaria stuff, the uh, the John Levi stuff is good. All right, so Colorado, the Rockies, the Denver Broncos. Um, what else is Colorado known for? Legalized weed, man. Legalized, yeah. South, South Park. Legalized, yeah. You're right, South Park. Yep. Uh, legalized we legalized everything basically except heroin that's that's uh legalized heroin and crack that's portland oregon's thing yeah 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 colorado has standards damn it right they only legalize weed and mushrooms mdma <laughs> yeah hello hey hey there's battlebot he is joining us what's this up, guys what's happening Hey, sorry for being late. That's okay. That's okay. We're live. As soon as we so. mentioned legalized weed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah I said hey, legal so weed and uh, long pops what? in dog, uh, bo- dog bot, battle bot, other bot, wrong bot. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I uh, actually. Someone needs to do uh, make their name wrong bot now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I actually signed that petition to get uh, for legalized uh, mushrooms. You did? Yeah. Oh, good man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, man. Little mushrooms never hurt anybody every now and then. They're great. You can have one as a treat. Yeah, as a treat. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're def- that's definitely a treat, Jack. Yeah. I don't I don't recommend taking some and then going to see a guar concert though. That sounds horrible. Um yeah, con- in closed places and yeah, in closed places and shrooms. Uh but if you're in Colorado and you're out in the woods with some legal shrooms, like maybe you have some shroom chocolates or something. Those are phenomenal, by the way. Uh, the chocolate, the something to do with the cacao and the psilocybin. It's a magical thing. Um, but Pun intended? Absolutely. If you go out into the woods of Colorado, you might end up seeing, you know, all kinds of, all, all kinds of little cryptids and stuff. I mean, all, from, from Bigfoot all the way to... Um, you know, creatures that have, movies have been named after and uh, all kinds of stuff, right, Rognock? Dude, Headless ghosts and vampires and, and little tiny people and everything. 
Colorado has it all. Colorado, ha- it does, man. It has it and Mexicans. Um, <laughs> it's got all the cryptids. But uh, I did not realize how many. It's Colorado is like little California when it comes to its Latin population. I did not know that. But um, I wonder if they have chupacabras because of all the uh, the imports. Yeah, you know, one could have just snuck snuck some in there, and uh, you know. Right. Uh, all of a sudden, you got chupacabras running around everywhere. <laughs> they have, um, I mean, they have jackalopes, right? Isn't there another one? Or was it a uh, uh, jack? Uh, what was it? it? Jack of pheasants? Uh, yeah, yeah, jack of pheasants. That's, that's a rabbit bird. I don't believe that one. That one. I'm gonna need. I'm gonna need to see proof on that one. Like a jackalope. Yeah. Like a jackalope was like ah, it's a funny. You know, it's a funny taxidermy thing. You know, or is it? I mean, well, it's it seems like every state has its like taxidermy cryptid that you see at the side of the road somewhere, mm-hmm. like that they made popular. You know, right? Like everyone has their own fantasy, like little fake creature. Yeah, yeah. The the Loveland Frogman of Ohio. You have uh, Mothman of West Virginia. Mothman's popular though. Very popular. You think they could find him if they just like put out a big bright light? Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. At nighttime, just put out a giant bright light. Not fair. You know what I mean? It's cheating. Mothman's like no. Tr- trying to get Batman's attention. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So what is what is Colorado's what is Colorado's uh, signature cryptid? Do we know? Mm. Do we do we know? Well. Has anyone here spent time in Colorado? I mean, I was going to guess, but... Oh. I mean... I have not actually spent any time in Colorado. I, I feel like... I, I feel like I should have. I mean, I... It's, I've, it's I've, really nice there. Well, at least where I went. Oh, you've been to Colorado. That's right. Yeah. Like, I, shit, I was in high school. I went there for a week. But then uh, right after I got out of active duty, I spent like a month there. Okay. It was originally going to be like a week or two on vacation. And it just kind of extended because... Well, I liked it there. Okay, so we have oh, yeah. cryptids. Here's a here's a picture that Grognack dropped in the chat. We have the Augurino, Bigfoot, Devil Ram, the Headless Hatchet Lady of Red Rocks, the Slide Rock Bolter, Jack of Pheasants, Tommy. Didn't we do it? I feel like we did the Slide Rock Bolter already. It, it sounded familiar, but it i feel like it was something that was done before my time on here i feel like it's that yeah i feel i feel like that like that cryptid looks very familiar unless there's another cryptid jack of pheasant like that's just ridiculous um the yiri the yeti of bayfield yiri the yeti he sounds jewish okay i'm just saying it's a really tall guy right yiri <laughs> yiri the yeti oh god he's from bayfield He's got. Does allergies. he know my cousin Shmuley? He's got allergies, but um, web-footed horses, the vampire of Lafayette, and the trolls of Breckenridge. Now, interesting. Breckenridge is like a big ski community now. They make really good. Uh, they make a really good whiskey. Do they? No. It, it, so it, this uh, is whiskey. This is like a Breckenridge. This is like a guide to choosing a cryptid for selling craft beer. <laughs> right. Well, if you look, I mean, you got and you got the pyramid with the eye, that right there in the middle. Of course, of course. 
Well, they have the Tommy Knockers Tavern. Like whenever when I was trying to look up stuff on them, that's basically what kept coming up. Was oh this, yeah, like very famous <laughs> spy you can go drink. And All right, so let's talk about this Algarino thing first. Um, oh yeah, this, so this ties right into the coal mining stuff. So I think I think actually one of the creepiest atmospheric, you know, bits and pieces of Colorado is that it's like what people do there for a living is just like going around and fucking dig around in the dark until they die. It's pretty, it's pretty metal. Like there's tons of like collapses that took place all over the place. And then they just like go through a different exit or entrance or ingress exit point and like keep mining. And these people just did that for like a long time. Wow. And, uh, they have all kinds of lore and, and cryptos that have to do with the mines. So, this one they think is basically uh when they find shafts and like um things that are unaccounted for that are that are tunnels that people haven't dug out they blame it on this creature yeah what was um, can't really find very many pictures of it so apparently no one's ever like really caught it or killed one but the few pictures I have found, it almost looks like the thing from Tremors, except it just has like a has like a needle head. Like Which a, is that the uh, is that this guy right here? Yeah, yeah, it looks like a parasite, basically. Huh. It looks like a whipworm or something. Mm-hmm. And it's got the the hooks that go back. Man, it's like a sandworm. You, you ever you ever go fishing with sandworms? They're like they're like no sir. They're uh, you ever go fishing in the ocean? Oh yeah, I have. You get them at the bait shop. You get sandworms at the bait shop. It's like they're like uh, the um, they're like the what do you call it of the sea? They're um, centipedes basically of the sea, right? Have oh, all okay, kinds- oh, okay, yeah, yeah. No, it's been. Oh, I've, I've found them digging around. Yeah. yeah, and like you go like whenever we go flounder fishing, we go get a box of sandworms and you split them up. Nick, you usually split them in like threes. Right, and then the head has these pincher mouths on them. They're like evil-looking little things, dude. But this looks like a this looks kind of like a, a cross between a whipworm and a sandworm with a spike on its head. Jesus, Gross. how big is this thing supposed big, to be now? Apparently, how big? Well, the the people are able to go through the tunnels, so, so they they believe that these are the ones these are the things that dig the tunnels. Yeah, yeah, I don't believe <laughs> that. That's a nice cover for the Tartarian tunnels. Well, I mean, we've talked about the vapor canopy, like fauna and flora, before. Why? Why not? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay, we have to. We have to. We have to look at all sides. There's just Jews there. Wait a minute. What? Jewish Jewish tunnels. Working the earth, bro. Oh shit! Oh, that's right. Working it. All right. Never mind. Disregard. I was retarded (laughs) for a minute. (laughs) Well, no, the tunnels, the tunnels, and the Jews things would probably tie into 1902 more than anything else. Yeah. The tunnels, well, were, like the tunnels, tunnels. were here. The, what? They do like digging tunnels. I mean, it's not like they're not like they're meerkats or anything. But and they, I mean, they like their tunnels. I don't think they actually dig them. I don't think a single Jew has ever dug a tunnel. Honestly, yeah. Maybe I mean, like, no, I don't think so. I really don't think so. I don't think any of those people, especially the seeds. Mm-mm. Yeah, I don't think they even hang their own Arabs. Their own Arab, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, like they get Mexicans to do that. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say they have like a shitty, they have like a shitty rat contracting company to do that for them. 
Oh, boy. Oh, it's true. It's true, though. You think that, wait, you think the Jews are calling a union shop? Come on. <laughs> nah. Nah, they got six Mexicans to do it for them. But I don't know that these, I mean, okay, so the tunnels, the theories behind, behind tunnels in the mountains and stuff are that these were the insides of buildings that melted, in the, like the meltology theory, right? Anyone? Oh, I don't know. These are, this is tunneling. This is done from tunneling underground that miners find. So it, this almost sounds like a, just a after-the-fact kind of thought, like they made up a monster to explain a weird phenomenon underground. Yeah, well, maybe. I mean, maybe not. Who knows? There, there's a tunnel. There's your, there's your... Yeah, that's that's an Augurino tunnel right there. This is an Augurino tunnel. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So this is a slime. Yeah. Right. So this isn't like why? Yeah. Why is there slime? Is this fresh? You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, when, when was the last Algarino sighting? Algarino sounds like something you order at uh, at like an Italian beef place, you know, in Chicago. Not my heckin' Algarinos. Yeah. Let me get an Algarino. Well, let me sounds, get an Algarino with no onions. You know. <laughs> sounds a lot better than what they called the monsters from Tremors. I don't remember what they call Graboids. the monsters. <laughs> Ass blasters or something. <laughs> graboids. The graboids. They were graboids. Yeah. Graboids. Right. <laughs> Ass like blasters. Actually, within the last well, like month or two, I feel like. I Dude, Tremors is such a great movie. It is. It is. It it's, really is. It's I a mean, perfect movie. It's got Kevin Bacon. It's got Michael Gross with the fifty caliber rifle, with Reba McIntyre, and Grabblers. Graboids. Excuse me. The grabblers are the thing that, uh, that, what was that, it that the grabblers yeah. are the Jews. Yes, that's that's yeah, the name yeah. for that's the name the onion came up with for the Jews. Yes, yeah. And then and then Owen Benjamin is it graboids, graboids, yes, graboids, big worm looking things. Yeah. Well, maybe that's based on something, man. I mean, look, all of this stuff is based. You got the, you got the worm, the worm thing from Beetlejuice, the worm, the sandworm, Dune. Yep. Yeah. If they had giant thunderbirds, why not big the sarlacc? Worms, right? The sarlacc. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Ugh. Sounds awful. Well, you want to be digested over seven hundred years? No. You, you'll starve to death first. Like you'll, you'll unless die. I had a few books at least. Right. I know. I never understood that part of it. There's a, there's a few things in the Star Wars canon, like the old, like the original Star Wars, where I was like. Han does know that par that parsecs are a unit of distance measurement, not time, right? Anyway, uh, like, <laughs> oh, no. that could stop him, <laughs> right? He's like, I, million fell in a Kessel Run in six point two parsecs or whatever the hell it was, right? Twelve parsecs. Is it twelve parsecs? Okay, yeah, I, I cut it in half six. I, I made him faster, but um, yeah, they just come up with some kind of like interesting like original sci-fi one-liner in the movie, and they're like, Disney's like, we got to make a whole episode about that, right? Parsing the parsecs. <laughs> I mean, what if he just took a shortcut or something? I don't, I don't know. I mean, right? But let's say, anyways. Oh, oh, good one, wormhole. wormhole. Oh. Yes, he opened up a wormhole. Oh. Thank you, Battlebot, for that one. Back to the wormhole on the screen. Uh, that is kind of a tall. Doesn't look like something round drilled through that. You know what I mean? 
It doesn't look, and that doesn't look like, I mean, that looks like it might have been like, I don't know. It doesn't look like it was machined at all. Really? Yeah, it looks like it was made for people to walk through. Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely got a, um, you know, uh, taller than wide profile there. And looks like a little bit of some water running down, maybe. You think this was caused by erosion? Like the Grand Canyon? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe that there are actual adults that still believe that shit. I mean, I, there's adults that believe we went to the moon, so whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I, I got to stop. Yeah, I got to stop with that because it's like, no, adults are dumb. Most of them are. But moving on, the Augurino is, so are we going to say the Augurino is a made-up one or a, a possible, just um, possibly made-up? I mean, it could be real, but it's not. It, that picture that you showed, uh, That I that's definitely not it. <laughs> Has there been augurino? Okay, so hold on. Are, have there been it's, sightings? It's, all, it's almost more convincing that there's no like fake ones, like fake pictures. It's just like an idea, right? So, right. Yeah, like ideas. Like, oh, this is what we think it would look like. Hmm. So, okay, so folklorist Ronald Ives suggested that a genuine belief in the creature may have come from misinterpretations of paleontological finds, excavated Laxpira specimens were sometimes known as devil's corkscrews or fossil augurinos. Ives had also published a fictional short story based on the tales of the augurino in 1938. In 2008, actually... A new heliacal fossil found in New Mexico is named Augurinocorus helicodialis. Helicodialis. Okay, helicodialis. There you go. Helicoidalis. I hate fucking these pretend Latin words. Like, literally. Nobody uses Latin anymore. Stop it. Yeah. Yeah. Augurinocorus or Nino... Heckin, heckin heliocodalis. Jesus. No. <laughs> Not my augurino ocarus. Augurinoicus. <laughs> Augurinoicus. I mean, like, come on. Everybody take a whack at that one, will you? Jesus. Augurinoicus. It doesn't flow at all. Eminem couldn't it's, even do that well. It's literally created just to make this like, ah. When people try to pronounce this, they're going to look retarded. Right. I mean, they're speaking Latin, so. Yeah, but yeah, it's a, yeah you're already there. The language of the Venetians. Yeah. Right? Grognak? Yes. The Phoenicians, excuse me, and the Venetians? What about them? I'm just saying, this the language of Latin. Oh, that- I was, was going to say, this is more proof that Rome is still ruling over us all. Oh, for sure. Yeah, because... Oh, speaking of Rome. Why can't I enlarge this picture? What the fuck? I can't enlarge this picture. It's not giving me the, the, the things. Oh, well. That's lame. That is very lame. Um, What other cryptids? I mean, there's these... That's, that that picture was the the supposedly the gravestone for the vampire. Oh, okay. This I'll is the vampire's grave. So the headless vampire, right? I don't know if he was headless. No? <laughs> All right. Am I conflating I two different stories? Hold on. 
Vampire Grave of Lafayette. Here it is. Okay, so we're we're gonna skip. We're, we're skipping over the cryptids for a second because we've already jumped in here. Um, according to a local legend, yes, the Lafayette Cemetery, a tree grew from the stake that killed this alleged vampire. In reality, he probably died from influenza. Oh, thanks, thanks for ruining it right off the bat. Thanks, Atlas wow. Obscura, jerk. Assholes. A pale, is that word again? Lanky Transylvanian immigrant came to America, as many others did, seeking a better life. He was a Jew. Pale, lanky, Transylvania. Yeah. But all indications are, le- are that he led a modest, if not impoverished, life as a coal miner. All right, well, he mined. Before dying in the midst of the 1918 flu epidemic, he possibly, along with another person, was buried in the municipal cemetery of Lafayette, Colorado, north edge of town. It wasn't until after his death death that Glava gained notoriety. Buried in what would have been the poorest section of the old graveyard, Glava's grave was hastily carved and inscribed with his birthplace, year of death, and a few other words, among them Trandorfir, the Romanian word for rose. Okay. Uh, Transylvania is known for Vlad the Impaler and Dracula's galore. Vampires galore. Though not much is known about Glava's life, the mention of Transylvania on his gravestone spurred rumors that he was a vampire. The thought is thought that a tall, pale, lanky man from that region would be an easy target for untrusting settlers, stoking rumors, or attempting to explain away natural happenings with superstition. <sighs> Local lore says they exhumed the body and found blood by his mouth, his teeth seeming larger than normal, his nails still growing. Even if true, those are all natural parts of decay that sets in after death. Settlers drove a stake through his heart and reburied him. Now a tree, unlike any other around it, grows straight through the grave plot. Some say the tree grew from the wooden stake and the red rose bushes nearby grew from his fingernails. Mm. Trees growing from wooden stakes? I mean... That's a thing? What? <laughs> if it was... If, if it was... Somehow had some sort of... I don't know. They don't say what kind of tree it is. Yeah, they don't say. They don't know. It just says they don't know. Yeah. Unlike any other, around, unlike any other palm tree. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. We, they can't figure out what kind of tree it is. Well, if it, it's just like all one word, unlike any other around, that's that's the name of it. No, it's not that. Um, <laughs> rumors persist to this day that residents from the local area see a mysterious figure walking around late at night. So who's to say if he was a vampire or nothing more than an innocent man caught up in a wild superstition? If you do go looking for yourself, bring photo or a small gift, a coin, a trinket, or maybe even a bouquet of dead roses. Just leave the garlic at home. Boogity, boogity, boogity. All right. There's this. It sounds very tourist trappy. It, it does. Yeah, maybe this is written by a vampire. Yeah, well, see, there's the tree. There's the tree. Growing right through the grave. It's It's the fucking meme typing behind the computer it's like yes please please come here and bring all these trinkets and stuff but just totally leave the uh garlic at home haha ha. yeah totally not a vampire bro yeah now this is not totally like the osiris meme except with a tree it's not a it's 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 not an obelisk mm-hmm. it's a tree mm. Mm. i mean it's still a penis basically right like that's the whole point. There you go. You got your vampire. You got your thing coming out of its grave. So, yeah, whatever. That's the, that's that's kind of a weak vampire story. Like the, if there were dead people, I would have liked it a little more. 
I mean, not that I want people to be to be dead, but like it would have made the story, you know, yeah. more interesting. You know what I meant. Spice it up a little bit. Right, right. Yeah, you know what I meant. So far, Colorado is not impressing. Um, let's go back to cryptids. Obviously, oh no, you son of a bitch, New York Times. <laughs> Screw you, I'm not signing up. Eat that. Here is where most Bigfoot sightings get reported around Colorado. All right. Sign of warning of Bigfoot on the Pikes Peak Highway. There's, yes. Warning Bigfoot crossing. What does that say? Yeah, that's uh, out. Shit, I can't read it. Yeah, I can't hold it. I can read, but I got it way down there. Yeah. Due to sightings sightings in the area, creatures resembling resembling Bigfoot. Bigfoot. This, this has been posted for your safety. Oh, thanks. Creatures resembling Bigfoot. Oh, okay. Well, what the hell else would it be? That's a different strain. Right. Yeah, like that's like that's maybe a little bit more concerning. Yeah, I would be more you didn't have to add that's what an odd thing to say. You know what I mean? Creatures resembling Bigfoot. Okay. Uh so there's Bigfoot and other things that look like Bigfoot? Like, what exactly are you talking about? Jesse, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> no, it's Bigfoot. That's Bigfoot, definitely. <laughs> that's, what, that's what they're talking about, but they make it sound scary. Um, so apparently there was a Bigfoot, there was a Sasquatch Bigfoot sighting in Colorado in October of 2023. Um, there's the picture. Silverton, Colorado. Ask any good Bigfoot enthusiast and they'll tell you Sasquatch's home turf is not the Colorado's Rocky Mountains. Interesting. You would think it would be. You would think. You would think. I mean, like, Alaska would probably be the only better option, but, like, Colorado, I would imagine it would be. But it's not. Nope. Really strange. Um, but there was a Bigfoot sighting in back then in uh, Silverton, Colorado. And apparently people while on a train, here's the video. Here's the video. Watch the video real quick. A couple was on that sightseeing train between Durango and Silverton. They were trying to spot elk when they saw this creature that they could only describe as Bigfoot. Six, seven feet tall, they say. Camouflaged. Now, okay, I mean, if you really look closely... I don't know what else to describe it as. Look. That is crazy. Right? It, it's time so. to go. It's time to pack up and go. <laughs> and it sat down, and that it's like, I don't know. I don't care. Either way, it's yes. time to go. <laughs> I think it's a prankster. The train's conductor tried to say, you know what? We've seen footprints in the snow before. What? Some people thought it was a hunter, but I don't see a weapon uh-huh. on that. Someone's I, having I believe. Crazy. I believe it's Bigfoot. <laughs> okay. Thank you, lady. Um. Yeah, what did you guys think of that? It was uh. Well, I mean, they're not wrong. It's definitely not a hunter. Yeah, nobody. No, there's no hunter. Nobody's going out there in a in a fur suit. You know, and again, yeah. it was it was very similarly colored to the you know like ex- the exact colors of the surrounding fauna. Yeah, exactly. flora. Excuse me. Right? I mean, yeah. 
like almost like it was supposed to be that color. Like maybe that season is what you know. You know how like the the fox and the rabbits and whatever they change colors for the yeah they get lighter and darker. Was it lighter in the summers? Lighter in the winter. Oh, they get white. They turn white in the winter and then in yeah, regular color. I had it backwards. Yeah, it's okay. Damn it. It's all right. But yeah, man. I mean, that looked like it could have been Bigfoot to me. What do you think there, Battlebot? Did you see that? I did. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, it looks looks like Bigfoot. I, <laughs> I don't mean, know what else to say. We've, I don't know what else it could be. I mean, like, it's, it, sure, it could be a guy out in the, in the middle of the wilderness on the side of a mountain, you know. Pretty elaborate hoax. Yeah, it's a very elaborate it's a lot hoax. Of effort. Like that, and I mean, like, this this wasn't in the winter, so, like, that giant fursuit, that, that must have uh, made things pretty fucking hot for the guy. Right. Well, this there. is in October too, so it's fall. So it's uh, probably Durango. Yeah, pretty pretty chilly, I would think. Yeah. So it's fairly cool out, but um, I don't know. Do you, th- you think it could have been something just to get people to go up to to Silverton to go check out the Grand Imperial Hotel? Uh, like like that, where it's like circled off, like. I don't know. Yeah, that, that just, just looks seems too perfect. And not in the sense of like, oh, it's not Bigfoot, but like uh, it's something that uh, is natural to that environment. If, if one were so willing to say. Right. Come on, Internet. Do the thing. You're not going to do the thing. That's gay. Okay, well, right. you told it to do the thing. It's like, well, now I don't want to. There it is. I mean, that it's got longer than normal arms, because if that's the hand right here, you guys see my cursor? Yeah. Yeah, you see that right there? That's where the hand is. That's longer than normal. That's where the head would be. So it's shoulder, arms, legs down here. Maybe it's a female. So this guy that short, humorous. <laughs> no, I'm saying the arms are longer than than like um, than uh, humans. So yeah. Sure. Yeah, but it just it relatively like the the okay, upper arm is, looks, uh, looks short. Okay, thanks. Yeah, this guy. I don't know. This is some pictures of Silverton people in Silverton. There it is again. I mean, Silton obviously is like right on the edge of a mountain. So like literally actually looking at these buildings, like look at the old world style construction in the fronts of these buildings. Oh yeah. The style, you know? Yeah. Definitely mud floody looking. Anyway. Um, I mean, I have, I have Bigfoot stickers, you know, like I have a Bigfoot, Bigfoot sticker on my, my toolbox and one of my lunchbox, you know, for work. And guys are always like, you don't believe in Bigfoot, do you? I'm like, why not? Did you not look at my hat? Yeah. So you're not seeing, yeah. And I wear my paranormies hat to work every day. I'm like, why, why not? Well, nobody's ever seen Bigfoot. I was like, okay. I mean, you do realize according to official history, uh, the great apes weren't even discovered until the 1890s. So, you know, and we're still discovering animals all the time. Who's to say that we just haven't discovered it yet, or it's just that good at eluding things? Like, there's animal we 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 know of animals that we haven't been able to pick up on cameras and stuff because they have uh, basically EMF sensors in their ears. Those yeah, weird like cats from so that they can see infrared, so they don't. Uh, yeah. Think- yeah. Like, or those I weird cats with the giant ears that can hear your fucking camera even though you're not taking a picture. Oh yeah. Yeah. But like I was I was about to say like this week even uh, I was trying to look for like some news articles to toss in and 
the headline made it sound like it was some like spooky creature so like something like our, our like something our realm so that we could report turned out to be just like frogs but it's like unidentified like seven unidentified creatures uh <laughs> uh discovered in somewhere and then it's just like oh it's just fucking frogs <laughs> never mind yeah frogs. But yeah like we're still discovering shit so like y- you know Who's to say? Well, you know, I have never seen a duck-billed platypus, but apparently those things exist. I have. They're so cool, dude. I've seen baby ones. They're so cute. The baby ones are very, very cute. Why? Why do you exist? I know. It's one of those things. It's like... Not seeing who's paying attention. It basically disproves evolution all by itself. I mean... There's no, like, there's, it's not related to anything. There's no crossover. I mean, it's part duck, part beaver, part scorpion. It's a, it's a mammal that lays eggs. It's oh, a mammal okay. that, it's a mammal that lays eggs and has stingers in its feet. And spurs, it's, it has venomous spurs. So that makes it part, what, reptile? Scorpion? So it's like, you know, there's also like a, a, a huge list of predators that like you're not gonna see them before they attack you, and then you're dead. So like if you, if if you're disappointed that you haven't seen Bigfoot, maybe it's because you lived you lived <laughs> through the sighting. You know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and then of course you get the uh, the squatching shows and stuff on like you know the Discovery Channel and stuff where they're gonna they're gonna. Make it look rid- ridiculous. We're out here looking for Bigfoot. I really hear him tonight. You know, but because it's on on a TV show and it never was like breaking news. It's like, oh, so what you're saying is they're never gonna find. Okay, yeah, I, basically I they're never gonna this. find him on the show. They'll they'll there'll be a cliffhanger. Then the show would be over. What's that? What's that? Then the show would be over. Right. Exactly. They want to have a okay, second we found season. Bigfoot. Um, can't continue being called Finding Bigfoot if <laughs> like uh, well, well, all right, good game, guys. Right, it was fun. Um, next thing, <laughs> I mean, it is, it is what it is. You know, I mean, if it wasn't, then it they could be. rename the show Living with Bigfoot. That's like, what you would have to. You would have to. You would have to. You would have to name it something like that so that you could, you Make, could you making could, waffles with Bigfoot. <laughs> Yeah, I could see. I could, Bigfoot's probably more of a pancake kind of a guy than waffles, to be honest. Did I tell you guys what the what the Native American shaman said about Bigfoot? Well, um, actually, I have. Are you quoting out of like David Polite's book, uh, Tribal Bigfoot? No, this is on an interview with uh, Masonius. Um, oh, from a few years ago. Oh no, yeah, this go ahead. Guy, he says uh, Bigfoot is able to sidestep into a different dimension and that's why people don't see him oh so the uh six million dollar man theory you remember i know you none of you guys are old enough to remember the show the six million dollar man but do you know who i'm talking about yeah i thought he could just go invisible steve austin the six million dollar man was a you know he got into a bad accident and he worked for the government or something they're like we 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 can rebuild and we have the technology and that's where like the bionic arm and all that stuff came from right i know the quote we can rebuild them we have the technology i know that one yes that's that's where it came from so uh and there were episodes with bigfoot and bigfoot was played by andre the giant in a couple of those episodes 
That makes sense. Four episodes. Two of them were under the giant, and two of them were somebody else. I can't remember the other guy's name. But uh, Bigfoot could phase in and out. It wasn't. He wouldn't turn invisible. He could phase. So back in the seventies, on sci-fi television, they were doing the Native American theory of Bigfoot, which leads me to believe that that theory is not true. But also, hey ya, uh, hoy ya, uh, hey ya, uh, hoy. No, um, <laughs> give me pass me that Listerine, fam. Right? No, I mean, but I mean, the 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 Native air quotes Native Americans. Uh, have many stories of of Bigfoot. Um, I don't know that there are many of them in in Colorado because because Bigfoot's not really like Bigfoot is uh, Northwest. You know that's that's the, the Pacific Northwest. That's that's his territory. Um, there have been in Colorado. You've got thirteen. Uh, let me see, twenty two, thirty, thirty eight, forty six. 54, 60, 70, 75 sightings in, in Colorado overall. You know? So, I mean, like, is the most sightings, I guess? It's 130 cases overall. Um, pretty crazy, you know? Uh, Bigfoot sightings, you know, they happen. People say, you know, he's the world's greatest uh, hide-and-seek champ, right? Yeah. But sightings have happened. So um, they always happen. You know, there's lots of rugged terrain. There's lots of lots of trees. It's always out in the middle of freaking nowhere. But yeah. I mean, it's like what you're saying, like with uh, your, what your co-worker says, like, how come no one saw, saw Bigfoot? It's like that. How do you explain Bigfoot sightings? <laughs> like you can't conclusively prove and you don't have a body to bring it. Be like, yeah, I captured this Bigfoot alive. Now go study it. Like, you can't do that. Like people have seen Bigfoot and occasionally record well, them. We don't know. Maybe maybe somebody did shoot one and you know just got covered up. What if uh, when you shoot and kill one, that activates its uh, phasing in and out thing, and the body just disappears? I mean, that's. I don't want to say it's possible or plausible, but I'm not going to say it's not. I mean, who the hell I mean, knows, dude? This, this phenomenon at some point was big enough that they had to make Harry and the Hendersons. Yes. To just like Oh, I read that book. Make a joke out of it, you know. Well, they made some I mean, you know, there's always there's always movies. Um who what else is there? Was Harry and the Hendersons? What were the other Bigfoot movies? No? Nobody? Mm-hmm. Drawing a blank. I don't remember either. I don't know. I haven't seen too many of them. No, I I don't remember. There's a good crossover like Frankenstein one that like makes Frankenstein out to be Bigfoot. Really? You ever see that one? Uh-uh. Yeah, it's supposed to be like a fan footage movie. It's not very good, but I like the concept a lot. The idea is that like just like in the book, the Frankenstein's uh his monster is just like, you know, roaming around in the Arctic, like in the Yukon and stuff. Huh. I have, I did I did not know that. All right, so let's let's move on because Bigfoot's not really a, a a big Colorado thing, but that is that is one of of the cryptids in Colorado. Uh, what else do we have for cryptids? Is would you guys call? I guess we would call this a cryptid. Let's let's put this on the screen. The Denver the Denver International Airport has. 
this guy. Now, when you showed me this picture, the first thing that came to mind was those statues from the Ghostbusters movie. Like, oh, the statues from, like, oh, Gozer yeah. and Zool and whatever? Yeah. Yeah. So, what do you think they call this guy? Don't say it, Rognak, I know you know. Jack, Battle Mott, what do you think they call I, this guy? I, I thought I saw it. Well, I could see it on the screen. Oh, you can see it? All right. If you didn't know... Yeah. They call this motherfucker Blucifer. That's just silly. The horse. I mean, look at the it's a fiberglass, it's a fiberglass statue. Okay. It's blue, cobalt blue with glowing red eyes. I mean, could could it get any more ominous than that at all? Right? I mean, in the proportions are surreal. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty. It's pretty good. The the arms, the, the the front legs look more like arms than than horse legs, but they are horse legs, or they kind of look like praying mantis arms, actually. Yeah, it's creepy, but it's very creepily made. Like like the musculature is very strangely done. Like it's got it's got odd musculature. Anyway, um, but yeah, that's Blucifer, you guys. That's the that's the the right out in front of the the airport there in Colorado and Denver. There it is in the daytime. Which there's nothing at all strange about whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, you know, when you pull up the airport, when, when I know when I go to the airport and I want to go places when I'm flying, uh, first thing I want to see when I pull up to the airport is a giant flaming-eyed blue horse. You know what's funny? Thank is, God I'm in Denver. Denver. Right. Oof. Regretfully, I never took pictures while I was at the airport. But now that I see like the picture itself, I'm like, huh, I remember seeing that thing. Now, the first thought that came to my head is like, what the fuck? Yeah. This was commissioned in 1992 and was erected in 2008. Uh, I had. Where? There it is. And Blue Mustang. The Blue Mustang, colloquially known as Blucifer. Yes, let's let's listen to this. It's a cast fiberglass sculpture, blah, blah, blah. It's colored bright blue with illuminated glowing red eyes. It's notable both for its striking appearance and for having killed its sculptor, Luis Jimenez, when a section of it fell on him at his studio. I forgot about that. Maybe that's why it looks so weird. I mean, I don't know. Somebody it was commissioned in '92 for 300 grand, but it was not erected until 2008. Hmm. Hmm. 16 years. So, does he sculpted? He completed five similar horse sculptures. Now that's that's a little creepier because. I know a lot of people think of the horsemen. That's kind of a, it's a modern colloquial to add to the, the revelation text. It's actually horses, right? Mm. You remember the four horses? It's actually five. If you very, if you read very closely in the text, it's um because um, I forget if it's war and death. Death falls with him, so death is like the fifth one. Oh yeah, um, yeah so right. I I knew it was death, but I couldn't make the specific quote. But I remember and then so the, reading. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's got fucking glowing red eyes. It's obviously yeah. kind of supposed to be. The glowing red eyes is like, really? Insidious. But um, also like a pale horse. Pale can be like greenish blue. Too. Pale, not, you can, pale like can be. Pale is a hue of colors. So you can have a pale blue, a pale pink, a pale gray, a pale yeah. beige, a pale green. A pale, you know mm. what I mean? So it's like a good addition to this Armageddon airport oh, yeah. have going on there oh so bizarre yeah there's so much so much bizarre stuff going on there speaking of that uh denver international airport here's some more art this this guy's like what the hell is this but yeah you've got you've got this guy with what looks like some sort of ak shaped weapon with a bayonet on it he's got a gas mask going on he's got let's see here let's what else we got we got the uh Got the Phoenix Eagle on his on his head there, full on gas mask with the angry lines in it to make it look even more menacing. Pistol. He's got a scimitar. He has stabbed a. Looks like he. Let's back up. Looks like he has stabbed a dove. Quickly cut down a building. Hmm. Yep, it does. It looks like he's that's. That's like a this right here is just like a shattered building over here. And then over here you have children who are hiding. This one's sleeping. This one's sleeping. They look like they're laying on bricks. Yeah, and and no adults. I don't know if you yeah. have any more. Well, if you look over here, it looks like people are like I don't know, these are people like running away or something. Like a host of people. Yeah. A large group of people going away. A lot of the rest of these murals include like what looks like children rebuilding the world. It's very eerie. Yeah. Yeah. These have, look, that looks like the Epstein style artwork, or like the kind of Podesta. Yeah, kind of. It's a similar similar style artwork. Um, yeah, it looks like it's not finished. Right, and then oh oh, this guy here we go. What are we doing? Yes, Denver. Denver Files, we're adding new amazing restaurants and bars, building an Illuminati headquarters, and remodeling the lizard people's lair. Nah, ha, ha. Ah, ha, ha. We're very funny. See, if we make the funny joke, that mean that we're not doing the thing you think we're doing, that we said we're uh-huh. doing in the thing that we're covering up by saying we're doing it. Ha, ha, ha. We're, we're so funny and clever, but now, it's obviously he- fake. And uh-huh. You can't, like, get on their airplane and joke about having a bomb. <laughs> Right, right, but you can joke around. These guys can joke around about an Illuminati headquarters underneath the airport. This is literally 1984. But, yeah, like, I don't know. It's just crazy. Hashtag den files. Yeah, it's right. Pound den files, uh, but they they put this stuff in front of you, and they're like, "Yeah, see, conspiracy theorist, we're just we're just joking. It's just jokes, you know. None of this stuff is real." Meanwhile, meanwhile, there's like you know, there's steam stacks coming out of the the field over there, and steam coming out of them from underground. Like, what's going on over there? Nothing. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. What's that battle bot? Uh, just hanging around. Yeah. And uh, what was the guy? What was that TV show that was on the History Channel? Um, I'm the real life. I'm the real life 
uh, Indiana Jones. Remember that guy? Was it uh, Unearthing America? I think it was called. That I don't know if I've watched it, but he it, did an episode. Let me see. Hold on. I'm gonna look this up. Unearthing America. Yep, that's the one. Oh, America Unearthed. That's the one. America Unearthed. Hold on. Ah, premiered on the solstice. Did it? Yeah, December December 21st, uh, 2012. Oh, on his very special. Uh, Very special one. Yeah, let's see let me see. Uh, Denver International, yeah, they they even did one on Denver, right? They did a, they did one whole one on the on the on the Denver International Airport. So, season two, episode two, the New World Order, deep beneath Denver Airport. Conspiracy theorists say a revolutionary group that calls itself the New World Order is operating a secret secret base from which they'll eventually obliterate our central government. Scott Walter is determined to get the truth about this wild allegation. Along the way, he uncovers secrets about the New World Order that suggest this group is connected not to just one, but to two mysterious sites in America where coded messages portending the end of the world continue to mystify and even terrify the general public. What's the truth behind the New World Order and will a tour of underground tunnels beneath the Denver airport and the words of the only man who knows the truth? Offer clues to new clues to suggest whether the new world order claims of merit or is this just part of a modern day myth? Wow. They paid chat GPT to that back in 2013. Even who's the only man who knows the truth? The guy who works there. I'm not even joking. They talk to a guy who works there. They, I saw this episode. They, they take him down in the elevator and they're like, yeah, oh, yeah, we have a basement. Come on down. And they take them down the one level. And it's like, see, this is where we store all the uh, food products and things. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. there's like 62 other floors to go down that nobody gets to see. I guess Phil Schneider might have seen them. So yeah, I don't know if this see. has anything to do with Colorado, but did you know that, the, you know, the government cheese from like decades ago? Apparently that was stored underground for like who knows how long. They were just stockpiling it, and they were like, "Well, we got all this cheese. We need to like start rotating our stock." And so they just like so just give it to welfare recipients. Give it to welfare recipients. Yeah, that's the cheese we used to use for uh, the grilled cheese sandwiches when we were going out on a fish tour. We used to make grilled cheese sandwiches and sell them for a buck. You make a lot of money doing that because government cheese is hella cheap. You get like like a three pound pound brick of cheese for like four bucks. It doesn't want you to know this, right? <laughs> it's like yeah, that's like a, it's like one hundred and fifty slices. So you get a brick of cheese for four bucks and three lo- three loaves of Wonder Bread and like some spray butter and a and a and a griddle that you plug into the back of your buddy's Volkswagen bus. You sell them for a dollar. You make like three hundred bucks. Damn. Yep. And it sounds like a topic we would have BattleBot on to discuss. Everybody, <laughs> yeah, every, everybody leaving a fish concert. How to make money with your cheese. Right? It <laughs> is a BattleBot scam right there. Yeah. I mean, scheme, not scam. 
Uh, I, I would I would do something healthier probably. Dude, no. Out of uh, coming out, dude. There's nothing quicker, cheaper, faster, best turnaround bang for your buck all the way around. And everybody leaving a fish show wants a grilled cheese. Everybody, trust me. Mm. For a dollar? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Anyways, right. inflation's probably gone up. They're probably two bucks. They'd probably be two bucks now. But anyhow, government cheese stored underground. Thanks for the tangent. Good lord. See what happens, Jack. Ah, shit. Oh, fucking tangents. Oh, no. That's I it. quit. No, you can't quit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, it's like Ho- Hotel California. Check out. But you can't leave. That's right. No, uh, Phil Schneider was one of the guys who we talked about when we talked about dumbs. Let me open this up. I love that episode. Schneider was show- oh, here's, here's Phil Schneider. Missing, missing fingers from getting zapped by a space laser. But uh, Phil Schneider's got some stuff to say about Denver International Airport. Let's see what Phil had to say. Rip. But first, F. Schneider was showing samples of what he claimed were unknown exotic metals. He provided maps of the underground dumps and showed off dramatic scars that he claimed were from a violent skirmish with a non-human species deep underground. In January of 1996, Schneider was found dead in his home days after he mysteriously died of strangulation. Investigations were never completed and it was ruled a suicide. His evidence went missing. Before he died, Phil Schneider used his clearance to take investigative author Alex Christopher into the top underground levels of the Denver airport, where they took pictures of a long road heading off to multiple destinations. Built upon 53 square miles of land, 25 miles from downtown, the Denver airport was billions of dollars over budget. Different contractors were hired for each section, some of whom have come forward and claimed it would take days to show you what's down there. Inside the otherwise unimpressive airport, there is a capstone with cryptic Illuminati and Masonic imagery marking a time capsule buried beneath to be opened in 2094. The airport opened with a famous four-piece mural depicting biological warfare, death and destruction, the surrender of all national sovereignty, and the emergence of a new religion. On the floor, for no apparent reason, is what appears to be the symbol for gold and silver in a mining cart, AUAG, which is also the abbreviation for a deadly strain of hepatitis discovered in 1965. Outside on the surface, the runways form the shape of a swastika, and passengers are greeted by what has become known as Blucifer, a 32-foot horse with glowing red eyes that reportedly killed its creator when a piece of the sculpture came loose and severed an artery in his leg. This is why many people are talking about Denver's bug-out bag program. Which is good, because now that we know who the people committing these historic crimes against humanity are, we can't just let them slip away into some hole somewhere. All right. I, I, like a hole in his... one of the tunnels in Denver? Or not Denver, just in Colorado in general? Mm-hmm. All right. He had to get his little message in there at the end. No, but those pictures are real. I mean, supposedly, the Phil Schneider pictures. I mean, he did whack him, you know. Uh He's, he uh, committed suicide. We remember we did that, the Dumbs episode. Uh, Phil Schneider committed suicide by choking himself to death with his own catheter. Yeah, like, 
I remember listening to that. I'm like, yeah, that wasn't suicide. And, and didn't he tell someone in his family or something like, I'm never going to kill myself I or so, something to that extent? I can't remember. I think, yeah, his daughter, his ex-wife or something like that. I can't, I'd have to yeah. go back and listen, but yeah. Actually, I think it was the ex-wife, I believe. So, like, she has no reason to cover it because, you know, ex and whatnot. But, like, yeah, I, I, it's like, yeah, no, they fucking killed the guy. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's exactly what happened. And not only that, there's some, here, I got another video of uh, Denver International Airport. Where is it? Like, come on, mouse. There you go. Um, also, there's more stuff in the uh, Colorado prep chat. Oh, cool. Yeah. But this is, this is, uh, Thanks for being patient. The lizard people keep stealing our tools. Let's go back to that first thing. <clears throat> Look at that. What the hell is that? Uh, what the hell is that? Oh, that's a villain from He-Man. I forget his name. Oh, the Eagle Guy. <laughs> no big deal. Apologies for the noise. It really takes big drills to get to the underworld. Forgive the mess. Building secret underground tunnels can get quite untidy. Interesting. What do you guys think of that? I mean, that's it, it's so there's so much. It's not like it's a one off like, haha, we're laughing at conspiracy theorists. And then like we're done is they keep doing it. It's like, um, sounds like you're sort of uh, projecting something here. <laughs> this is a lot of it seems like a lot of projection going on here. We have another one. This one's this one's cool. I'm at the Denver airport with a new art installation in the center of the airport. We start off here with the world. The South Pole, there is a gate, and then around the world is sand. At the North Pole, there's this pole that leads up to this arrow. The arrow points down to what it looks like, perhaps a firmament, to a train station. I should also mention the world is depicted as flat over there. From the train station. From Wait, hold on. Why did she say the world is depicted as flat? Oh, wow. Here, was this built? Perhaps a way to get in and out of the world as we know it. Again, surrounded by rocks and sand. Maybe this is where the lizard people live. It's weird. I don't know. So they but, depict the earth as a flat surface. But they're using a, they are using uh, the Mercator, and that's the globe, right? That's the the yeah. globe. Yeah. But you have the North Pole with the with the pole, and then the South Pole has a gate. Even says a gate. But when know. was this uh, made or done or whatever? This, I don't, I don't know. That. Actually, I don't know. I don't remember seeing that. I could have saw it, but like not really paid attention. I don't. I have no idea. I honestly, I honestly don't know. I don't know when it was done. Um, but weird, right? weird. 
Very strange. Yeah. This reminds me of the uh, that uh, boy. I always forget his name. The foreign guy with the crater Earth channel. And he shows the Disney map. Oh, Disney Sturgios. map has Stur- Sturgios. The railroad. No, it's like God, Godly. God oh, God, yeah, God, Godlivesti or whatever. Yeah. And in that, he has a. It shows the um, the train in Disney World, it, like going up and out of it, like leaves it. It's kind of interesting. Hmm. Same train tracks. Really. Hmm. 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 It's also it's also kind of like it, like the root system when they show the the tree, the world tree, almost similar to that. Right, right. Yggdrasil. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Share image, please. We just have audio. What do you mean you just have audio? I've been sharing image. Uh, did you guys not? Uh oh. <laughs> I saw everything you were showing. No, I know. <clears throat> but I, I I don't think I honestly know it was it was showing the videos. But uh, did you guys not see the video? Let me hold on a second. They didn't you guys didn't see the video? That sucks. Damn the Phil sucks. Schneider video, Wait. you guys didn't see that? Um, I saw that, yeah. I mean you yeah, guys saw it, but like oh. go to the stream. Go to the stream. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put it up again. So let me go over to the stream and look at it. Because I have the pilled stream up. And I have, okay, the DLive stream and the Odyssey stream. It's the Odyssey stream. Back it up a little bit. So is like. it just like one streaming platform that's all fucked up or is it both? I don't know. Um, no, because all the Denver National Airport stuff was all, <clears throat> was all in the video. It was all there. Huh. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what you guys missed. I'm sorry if you guys missed any of it. Uh, no, did not see a video. Um, I don't know. I just went over to Odyssey and backed up the backed up the, the tape, and you you can see it. Um, w- w- the video will be reposted. Sounds like a skill issue. Yeah, it does kind of seem like a skill issue. Yeah. Um, but on D Live, what did they show on D Live? Let's see. D Live is live, so you can't go back. Oh well. Um Yeah, I don't I don't I don't know what's going on with that. I apologize for those of you that did not see the video. I don't yeah, well the last video I show Oh, you didn't see you didn't see the last two. Weird. Um Okay, well let me let me here. I'll put them back. I'll put them back on the screen for you guys. Tell me if you see them now. There's a video going up on the screen. Go ahead, people in the chat. Let me know if you see the the screen. Um, you go over to these. Nobody has it yet. I don't know how far. I don't know how far behind the the stream is to the video. Okay, there you got mm-hmm. it. Okay, it's up on D Live. I see it on D Live. Okay, I see it on Odyssey. It's up on Odyssey. It's up on D Live. It's not up on Pilled. Yes. Very strange. There it is. Now it's up on Pilled. Okay, now you guys have it. We're gonna sh- I'm going to play this video one more time, real quick, 
and watch this. You guys saw that one? They had the statue and all the weird signage. Very crazy, right? Now we're going to do the next one. Good. (laughs) Next one is the flat earth one. So here, check this one out. You guys can all see, you guys will all see this one too. So let me see here. All right, this is the earth one. And restart. I'm at the Denver airport with a new art installation in the center of the airport. We start off here with the world. At the South Pole, there is a gate, and then around the world is sand. At the North Pole, there's this pole that leads up to this arrow. The arrow points down to what it looks like perhaps a firmament to a train station. I should also mention the world is depicted as flat over there. From the train station, from the arrow, we come down here. Perhaps a way to get in and out of the world as we know it. Again, surrounded by rocks and sand. Maybe this is where the lizard people live. All right, so there we go. We got the videos back up. Everybody got to see them this time. Sorry about that, everybody. There you go. Sorry. So so you think there really are lizard people, or do you think it's just like the thing with the Hopi and the ant people? They just live underground, right? These are... Yeah, it's just definitely. Like, you know. So there are underground people. So like what's the what is the official excuse for Denver Airport having a bunch of construction going on underneath it anyways? Like what are Look, they dude, they they were like like the guy said in the video, they were billions of dollars billions of dollars over budget. They changed contractors so many times that uh none of the prints would ever match up. It was it was basically um like oh man, um they were compartmentalizing it was, real fucking hard. Yeah, it was compartmentalized to like a crazy degree. Uh like insanity. The different and the different construction companies wouldn't would get different prints. So like this shop would be working off of these one prints and then they would get fired because they didn't have they wouldn't do something right or whatever. I mean, dude, there's there's so many stories behind behind that. I feel like we've done a Denver International Airport episode. I think I remember being covered, but I don't remember. We've talked about it a couple times. No, I mean, like like pretty dedicated way back in the day. Yeah, this is like season one through three. I want to say Bradshaw was on that show. Yeah, that's yeah. That's why I was like, it's definitely one through three. I don't I don't think it was four, though. No, it was definitely not season four. We we had one where um, 
Dogbot had gone to the Georgia Guidestones. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, I remember that one. But, I don't right. know if we combined it with that. No. We did like a Denver airport on top of that and stuff, or because Brad was already gone fleeting. before that happened, right? Am I get my timelines mixed up? I don't remember. Hold on. Uh, oh God! Did we get hit by the Men in Black with the little blinky thing? Yeah, did we get flashy oh. thingy? I mean, like. Oh no! Oh no! I'm flashed. <laughs> um, no, I know we we mentioned it. I remember we did it around the campfire with Fash Gordon, and he talked about his experiences at Denver International Airport. But there was something I know we did because like some of this stuff is like it's it's hitting that the memory bank, and I'm like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Oh yeah, I remember that. Oh yeah, I remember that. Oh, I remember. Member berries. Right. Um no, I don't believe I don't I don't believe the woman on the on the on the airplane. Um what was her name? Oh, this shit. motherfucker, that motherfucker is not real. That one. Yeah. I forget her name. Tiffany Gomez? T- yeah, that's right. That that's right. Tiffany Gomez. Tiffany Gomez. G O M A S. Yeah. Not Gomez. Did that, was that related to the the airlines and uh, did they touch no, down in Denver? No, but like somebody in the chat, asked, Rhett sixty six. I don't, know, I don't asked, know what that flight was. He, Rhett sixty six asked, he goes, "Does this make you believe the lady on the airplane that freaked out over the man whose eyes blink sideways?" I don't necessarily know that his eyes blink sideways. That's just like a story from that. I don't. I don't think any of that was real. Because didn't she say essentially come out later on when someone confronted her, saying like she was like an actor or like something along those lines? There was a uh, something I, came I out. They were like doing an advertising thing or something. With like, yeah, and when she said that he's not real, she meant he's not. You know, he's not being a real good person. He's not legit, man. He's, he's not, not legit, he, right? Right. He's not a hundred. He's not one hundred. For real, for real, no cap. He's not one hundred. No, so i mean what is creepy about the airports in general and i and i'm not sure if denver is um alone in this um but i've and i i almost i wonder if it was william cooper that i heard this from but i or maybe schneider but one of them mentioned that underneath all airports is basically like a garden of a what a garden of being with fuel stabilizer and it, uh, food. Oh, Garden of Eden. All, is that all the like necessities a, oh, like to an like arc? rebuild a small community. Basically. I mean, like an ark, not a Garden of Eden. Yeah, like literally, like well, you know, it, well, according to according to Jason, Eden means a walled enclosure, so it's just a safe place. Oh, okay. Maybe like so, same thing, right? Ark, sure. Ark Eden, whatever. Sure. Same thing. The Ark of Eden. In the Fallout series, they call them uh, gardens. Okay. They have a thing very similar to that. That game. Do they have any gnomes in those gardens? Probably where I picked that up. <laughs> what about Tommy Knockers? They have Tommy Knockers in this? Um, no gnomes. Maybe Tommy Knockers. Yo, what is this picture that you posted? What the hell? Colorado's own specific brand of gnomes. Right. Tommy Knockers. Actually, you, know, you want to do that first? Let's do Tommy. Yes, 
Let's talk about Tommy Knockers. I mean, look, did you? Did, is there an article or a, or a st- something we can pull up to talk about Tommy Knockers? I I swear I did in the uh, Colorado section. Uh, I, I don't I see. Yeah, yeah. The first link that I posted in the. Uh, Oh, All right, right, I posted okay. three. Going back to the mines. Here we go. Why don't you mine Full your circle. business? <laughs> Tommy oh, Knockers. Geez. Have you heard of the Tommy Knockers? Well, isn't there a movie called the Tommy Knockers? Is there? Hmm. It was a Stephen King book. Right. Uh, the mines. They live in the mines. The story of the Tommy Knockers were taken to the United States by migrant miners is perhaps there that their supposed fondness for gold comes from. Hmm. Hmm. Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. The Seven Dwarves would be considered a Tommy Knocker, right? They're minor uh, underground. I guess so. So, like, basically the idea is that, like, miners hear things in the Mm -hmm. mines. Right. This is what they say they hear. Right. Um, I always wondered who dug the mines, like these mines, these coal mines. Is it just like they just start chipping at the side of the mountain and they just keep chipping away and 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 they built this, they chipped this tunnel out? Is that that's the story, the official, the brass plaque version of the story, right? Well, I, you know, according to a meme I saw, I think it's gamblers. You know, one guy stops right before he hit the treasure. You know, it's got to be gamblers, <laughs> right? Well, I thought, what isn't it the uh, the uh, auger uh, augurinos? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, the augurinos. I mean, but like, there's no augurinos in California, but there's mines in California. You know, so yeah, it's called poop in San Francisco. <laughs> no, stop <laughs> it. I don't. I don't know. Um, the the whole concept of mines. To me, is is more. It seems more complicated than than just just uh, a bunch of dudes with pickaxes, you know. Because like I think I've it's tried to dig, thing. dude. I've like I've buried large animals in uh you know in the south where you had you know you know dog and to bury it and we have red clay and digging that, that sucks. to yeah to dig a hole deep large enough and deep enough to bury a, a large dog. Um, it takes a lot of work and digging. Like I, I can't imagine picking rock all day long. Like everybody back in the day, whoever these miners were, they all must have been yoked. Like they had to have been just like jacked, right? Huge lats from swinging these these things over their heads, right? Just it's 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 like absolute units. Look at the size of those lads. Exactly. Like like they had to be. But every time you see any sort of pictures or portrayals of miners, they're always these scrawny, dirty, you know children. Ch- yeah, children. Exactly. Right. <laughs> the, the miners mining the mines. Wow. We've gone full They're circle. orphans, bro. They're well, all what, hey, first of all, you guys, you know that's that's why do you think kids love Minecraft so much? Because the children yearn for the mines. Mm. Mm. Right. Return to the mines. Right. I love that. But seriously, but, um, yeah. who? Why? I saw Temple of Doom. Okay. Yeah, right. Oh, man. Really? Grognak, that's what you picked? That's what you picked for this episode, Grognak? Seriously? <laughs> they use children to mine, remember? I mean, no, I know, but the wrong, song but you picked. They're, they, they're small. They fit in little areas. And 
Yeah. Getting those yeah. one of those mine carts. Yeah, like I, I I went to basic in South Carolina, so like it, I didn't have to dig as deep as you did, but even still, what what digging I had to do that that's just no fuck that. Well, like I guarantee you, they used a bunch of orphans to dig in coal mines. Like, of course. I mean, why oh, not? For they sure. Go and run and tell their parents. <laughs> <laughs> what parents? pretty brilliant if you ask me no parents so, tell tommy knockers it says here they're similar to um the brownies from england and scotland it's interesting that the there is like a version of little people all over the place just like similar to giants oh, yeah, right? definitely every culture has its version of uh something smaller than a pygmy little little people I can't remember if we talked about them on the Alaska episode, but like there's a version of that in Alaska as well. Which ironically, we that was the last state we did. Right? I think. Which hold on, say that again? The Alaska episode. I can't remember if we talked about it, but Alaska has their own like little people that reside in a mountain that kidnap people. But yeah. I can't remember if we got to it yet. Um at here? all during then. Uh, the Alaska like, one? No. Yeah, during the Alaska like Gulliver's, one. Gulliver's travel style? Like, Yeah. yeah they, they basically kidnap people. Uh, this is in reference to Alaska. So it's like little people that live within a mountain that kidnap. I, I don't know if it's children specifically or only or whatever, but um, they kidnap people and just time's all fucking weird. Like with the whole... Um, yeah, you know, I was only kidnapped by the fairies for felt like an hour, but you come back and it's forty years later. That's right. if they let you go, right? Oh, the fairy, yeah, the fairy is dancing and stuff. Yeah, we, I think we talked yeah. about that in one episode. Yeah, yeah, but this, yeah, but with Alaska, that like that specific mountain, I forget the name of it off the top of my head. Mm. It, it's specifically like little people, or that's what they call them. But yeah, anyways, back to Colorado. Yeah, interesting. Um, I don't remember that though. Yeah. So, anyways, so the Tommyknockers are basically your seven dwarfs. So you got your grumpy, your happy, sleepy, dopey, lefty, ice pick, Larry. Um, right? No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I always we used to always have to throw in lefty and ice pick. Yeah. They were the, they were they were the enforcer dwarves. They used to be the nine dwarfs, but. Yeah, but you know. For for so, reasons, they they had to be left off the list. That's right. They had well, they had felony warrants and stuff. So, yeah, you got to lay low sometimes. You know, it, like you can't be an enforcer without enforcing anything. Otherwise right, you're just not an enforcer. <laughs> I got with that comes you know repercussions. So yeah. Anywho, anywho, whoa, somebody just posted some really weird shit in the chat. That is strange. Uh, you know, sometimes, sometimes being being you know being the chief schizo in the paranormies chat, sometimes I I, I don't even know what to do. I look at the chat and I go, "What the fuck is that? What, what is that?" Wait, what are you talking about? The cast syndic, the paranormies chat, just the regular the paranormies chat. I was just. Oh. I just I just happened to just grab you know just just click on it by accident and and I saw something and I was like, can you guys do a shit posting of this man's wellness category men's wellness category and fitness? I'm like no no uh, look at that look at that picture you guys don't want to see that it's terrible uh, that's awful that's awful yep Oof. 
<laughs> Sorry, Joe Bloggs. Oh, there's no. video. Oh, there's video too. Even worse. Okay, no, no. But wait, um, it's it worse. Yeah. Hey, did you guys? Um, that's for that. That's probably for the Nationalist Inquirer. How, how Bibi Netanyahu is related to Javier Milei from Argentina. Do you guys know that? I mean, it doesn't surprise me. Are aren't you all Jews like related? Yeah, I mean he's Jewish. Yeah, his his, na- his name's like Miliotovic or whatever, and uh, Netanyahu's last name used to be Miliotovic. Weird. Hmm. Yeah, strange. I saw that. Pretty strange. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why. Oh, you know why? There's a picture of Netanyahu that popped up. I was like, yeah, that that that's why. Yeah. Every time I see that, I'm like, I'm reminded. Whoa. Disney's Cinderella Castle burned down today. Yeah, that's what I was talking. I like hit scroll to the bottom because I had a bunch of messages. I'm like, wait, is this what you're talking about? So wait, so what was the thing you were talking about? Oh no, uh, up above that, the men's fitness thing. Yeah, men's fitness thing. Just scroll up. But anyways, back to Colorado. Uh, Colorado has. Oh, what the hell? Okay. Anyways. <laughs> right. Uh. Burns to the ground. So according to Mousetrap News, what pirates and princesses inside the magic Mousetrap News, Disney Dining, Times Now, Reddit, Yahoo. Inside, no real news. No real news station is reporting on this. So is it real? That's the thing. It's like oh, you would think. A little video. Was, play it. Play it. There's Put a fire at Disney. Breaking news. Hold on. Uh, news. Here we go. Let's go news. Okay. Our followers have always have already uh, warned us that this voice is annoying. So, what's that? Somebody already made a comment in the chat about his voice being annoying. In so. the video. Where's the video? Here we go. We're in the chat. Here it is. Here it is. This video. Okay. Let me let me put it up on the screen. All right, it's up on the screen. Okay, and go. Can we can we play this? What's going on here? No, that's a. It took nearly an hour for firefighters to respond. There, this is the one. Yeah. And start battling the flames. However, by that time it was too late as Cinderella Castle was already fully engulfed in flames. The firefighters battled it throughout the night as guests and onlookers watched as the tragedy unfolded. They did everything they could to save the castle and prevent as much damage as possible. However, the castle ended up burning to the ground and is unsalvageable. This is causing people to ask many questions. They are wondering why it took firefighters so long to get to the scene. Many are also wondering how they were unable to put it out. The other question is how did the fire start? Disney and the Reedy Creek Fire Department have yet to cite what caused the fire. We reported earlier that Disney had plans to remove the castle at the end of the 50th anniversary, but that got a lot of backlash. A lot of people are speculating that Disney intentionally started this fire. That would allow them to burn Cinderella Castle down, but make it look like an accident. In fact, this is the most promising and likely theory. For the full story, click the link in our bio or visit mousetrapnews.com. That is the most annoying thing ever. It's a very it started annoying this fire. Birth. Every single thing that he listed, it was just like, Mousetrap News is the world's best satire and parody site. We write fake stories. We write fake stories. What? Okay, so so this is fake? So people are going on the internet and telling lies? I know, right? People are going on the internet and telling lies. I don't know. I don't know. 
Mousetrap yeah, news I'm, inside the net. A woman assaulted and murdered at Disney Castle. So I'm seeing things that say smoke was emulated coming from the castle. So it did it knock it? Yeah, nothing's down. nothing's happening. Nothing's emulated. Happening. Smoke emulated. Reports from Mousetrap News from Mousetrap. It's all fake. It's fake. It's gay. I mean, it does it does have the name the the word trap in the name, so Right. Inside the magic.net. And the word cinder. Right. Cinderella Castle catches fire at Magic and that was 2011. It's happened. I guess the fire, the, the castle's caught fire quite a few times. Anyways, all right. Well, sorry about that, folks. Let's get back to Colorado. That was really bad. Sorry about that. Uh, here's the Alex Christopher pictures from underneath the Denver International Airport, you guys. So let's look at these. These are from the DIA conspiracy files. So you know they're true. Um, but this, I mean, this looks to be like serious construction work that was done underneath the airport. That's 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 a road. So uh, here's you got train track, you got rail tracks that go under there. I mean, obviously, Iron Mountain in Colorado has a ton of stuff going on there. I mean, there's an entire city that 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 uh, military base down there. It's got the NORAD or um, air defense system there. All yeah, the following pictures uh, of the Raccoon City uh, whole thing, where an entire city underground. Right. It's based. Well, yeah. They modeled. They modeled Raccoon City after after Iron Mountain. Uh, all the following pictures are of the underground area at the Denver International Airport. Most of the areas are not being used. Dead baggage equipment, long highways, many chain link fences, and locked up fences that lead to lower levels and to what I know not. Many large open areas are not being used. Many fenced in areas are not being used. Phil Schneider is an engineer who had been involved for many years working in construction for the industrial defense complex building giant deep underground bases. He told me they'd been offered the position of head engineer for the construction of the base that was to go under the new Denver International Airport back in the early 80s. Phil pointed out many things to me, such as on the lowest level we could go into the underground was very hot, not cool like a basement. He said it was hot because there were many levels below and the heat from there was rising from below us. So there were five secret underground buildings with a depth from 75 to 120 feet on each one with interconnecting tunnels to each and with 2.5 to th- oh, two and a half to three mile long and 16 feet wide. I've been told of huge 40 foot diameter tunnel that was already constructed and in place in this area and is believed to connect with dreamland. Hmm. Uh, he looked at the electrical panels as we passed and a crew of electricians were working on them. He said they were NSA and the size of the panels would indicate there were at least eight levels below this lowest level. Looking at the size of the panels, he could gauge how many levels. That's bullshit. As an electrician, I'm calling bullshit on this story right now. Oh, yeah. Based on the size of that panel, I can tell you that there's definitely 10 floors below here. Shut up. Even to me, I'm not an electrician. I, I have dabbled in electrical issues with vehicles, but like no, that—that's no. That's yeah, well, works. see, gauging by the size of the panel, this is an 84 circuit panel, and that means no, dude. That just means there's 84 circuits in the, in this area. Just fuck off. That's stupid. I will tell you this: it's strange down there under Denver Airport. This airport on 
underground puts out a, a set of feelings. I can't tell you of what I'm picking up. There are things that are going on underground in, this, in that area at this time, or if I'm picking up what has happened there in the future, which we have not arrived at yet. Oh, God. There are two secret runways longer than any of DIA's runways. Sorcerer worked for Bechtel Corp. Of course Bechtel built it. Of course. I remember that name, and I only heard it after you told me before with that other thing, and I was like, holy shit, Yes, what? Bechtel has been involved. Bechtel built Fukushima. Bechtel built, uh, was involved with Chernobyl, was involved with the, with the rebuilding of Chernobyl. Bechtel built the Golden Gate Bridge. Bechtel built the Hoover Dam. Bechtel built, I want to say Bechtel built the St. Louis Arch, but I'm not 100% positive. Bechtel built better. Yes, Bechtel <laughs> builds all the nuclear facilities around the world. Uh, and they are Stephen Bechtel is the uh, he is the robber baron that nobody ever talks about. You talk about the Rothschilds, the Rockefellers, the Vanderbilts, um, the Sassoon family, Henry Ford. Well, no, you know about Stephen Bechtel. I mean, Bechtel's the world's largest construction or the United States' largest construction company, probably the second largest in the world. Um, it is the most profitable company on earth and has been forever because it gets all of its funding is from government money it's like not like it doesn't have to get contracts it's all government money at all times so it's just it's constantly profitable it doesn't take a loss um yeah so bechtel built that's amazing um they helped build this and told the 50 million dollar high-tech runways that were built in the wrong place in 1990 and then covered up with four inches of dirt they will probably uncover these someday to be used so they have secret runways on top of this. some of this stuff sounds like very schizo ranting but um i mean this is some like look at these looking at these pictures here like this this picture right here that i'm putting up on the screen you can see that there's there's ladders and layers of different you know uh walkways and catwalks and you know so how many levels are in this one picture alone there's a lot um so oh here we go now we're gonna get into the alien stuff all right yeah uh so there's high speed trains that can go at mock speeds uh they showed us that in uh kong versus godzilla right the the train that went from california to singapore he also wanted to tell me that most of these bases are now jointly occupied by humans and other ancient earth races or alien races According to him, these underground bases are also to serve many different purposes, such as medical research labs, prisons, work camps, military accommodations, food storage, etc. Schneider told me about the time when he was in the battle in an underground cavern where they accidentally broke into a nest of the large gray aliens. The one thing I remember so well is the description of the gray's eyes. He said that in the fight with them, one of them they killed, the eye shields popped up and revealed yellow snake eyes with the up and down type of pupil like a reptilian. He also discussed the underground bases and prison camps. He said there are thousands of children being used there in these underground prison camps and that when they physically used up and they cannot go on, the nasty Dracos kill, slaughter, and eat them on the spot. Fuck up if true. 
<clears throat> yeah. The part of the covert government, CIA, et cetera, that are involved with the underground bases that are jointly occupied with these agents and negative aliens, negative aliens as opposed to positive aliens, have been for years working together to create a most deadly biological germ warfare product. They have found that using glandular secretions from the aliens to create the biological weapon that is totally deadly to humans while it has no effect on the aliens. And of course, there's no antidote, or if there is, the government is the only one with it. Very, very likely story. Well, does there exist neutral aliens? Um, okay, one more paragraph. Below is a picture of one of the long four-sided concrete tunnels at the Denver International Airport that runs along adjacent to the train tunnels. There's only one entrance to this concrete tunnel under DIA, and from them, the train tunnels. One end is open in the working areas of the underground at the very end of the tunnel where it ends at Concourse C. You will find a huge steel door that is large enough for a dump truck to enter. Steel doors are open onto 55 square miles of open, flat, empty land that can be used for anything. I hope you can sleep well knowing this information. As for my sleep, myself, I sleep very little. Alex Christopher. Alex Christopher is the guy that Phil Schneider took down into the, uh, to the uh, Denver National Airport back in 94. Oh, okay. I never, I never knew if it was mentioned before, like what his name was. I, maybe it was mentioned before, but like only name I remember was like Phil Schneider. Yeah, I have a hard time remembering his name sometimes. It's, it's, but yeah, Phil Schneider. I mean, he's it's a it's a crazy story. Um, how he how he he did everything, how he died, and all that. So, yeah, it's crazy though. Yeah. Yeah, it is pretty crazy that time he hung himself with a catheter. Yeah, just, yeah, just everything. Happens. He beat himself. First, he beat himself half to death, and then he hung himself with a catheter. Well, yeah, you know, before you kill yourself, you want to make sure you suffer as much as possible because you're clearly not suffering enough if you already want to kill yourself. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. Okay. I don't get it. I don't really get it. Suffer maxing, I guess. Yeah, like, you, uh, you make yourself suffer more so you, you know, so you're ready to. End it all. Right. Well, wait, there's more. Right, right. Um, Colorado's got a lot more stuff besides those things. Look at this. This is a mining town and built into the side of a mountain. Like, look at these miners. I mean, these these, these are just just settlers, you know, just, just settlers building, in a, you know, building a mining town in the middle of nowhere, in a mountain. As you do. As you do, uh, what is it? The silver? There's that one. John Levi did that one presentation. I don't know. Was it was it in Colorado? The silver mine, or was that California? Grognick, you remember that one? You better remember where it was. It might have been in Colorado, but it had yeah. Like look at this. This is just you know just built into the side of the mountain with tunnels and track of you know to get carts up and down there and all kinds of tracks and stuff. This is the 1800s, man. Gumption and stuff. Windows in the side of the windows in the side of the mountain, right there. You know, as you build, as you hey, do. It, it it looks like something that inheritors would build, though. You know, it's not like a does it castle. Though? No, it's not. A, no, it's a mining facility, though. I mean, like, I, like I don't see, I don't see the originals building a cat i mean there are that's that's what i'm saying is the the silver mine in in california or wherever it was in colorado whatever it was has um like stone bridges and stone buildings and stuff it's 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 you know it's it's better looking than this but this 
the amount of structure. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, you you just sparked my memory. I, I remember what you're talking about now. Where, you should, where John Levy was showing basically like a, it looked a lot more like stone structure. Yeah, it, it looked more like something that that like you know uh, Thorin and his Old buddies would one. build. Yeah, it, it looked no, it looked like something right out of Moria, honestly. Yeah. Um, but this this mine this does look like something that the people who may have lived in the big brick buildings in the cities would have built in the rural areas to mine in. You know what I mean? It's got that same sort of nine hundred windows per side of the building, looking. You, you know what I'm saying? This looks like, it, while it might not be majestic like the castles or the um, the courthouses or the water towers or whatever, you know what I mean? But it still has, to me, it has that old world feel to it, just looking at it. Like, sure, it looks like it could have been built around it, but it's still more technologically advanced than the than the the um, the clapboard shanty shacks that they had going on, you know, in the mining town. It even still looks like instead of, you know, um, you know, like leveling part of the mountain so that way everything's flat so they could just uh, right they built it on that that 45 degree angle of a mountain there that takes some engineering you know yeah exactly that whole that whole mine complex is built up the side of the mountain if you go up towards the left there that's all the mine probably right there and you got these chutes and all kinds of train tracks and stuff and whatever the hell all those lines are you've yeah. heard of chutes and ladders but have you ever heard of shooting chutes and train tracks that <laughs> you haven't i have now um yeah a lot of i mean it, it's it just looks it, to me this looks more old world than than it does and speaking of old world look at that tunnel there that's pretty freaking creepy right it's got tracks and stuff in it like they yeah they just laid they just laid metal tracks you know these miners you know yosemite sam and his pals tommy knockers okay here we go here's the uh the denver the colorado state capitol building there's the top of that Look at that look at that glass ball on the top of there. Look at that crystal ball. Look at that cupola. This looks like somewhere where you would go to board an airship. I mean, it's really nice. So it, it sounds yeah. Mm-hmm. Gilded dome. Look at look at dome, dude. This is this is okay. The bottom of this. The bottom of this dome picture, so where there's like some some columns, that's a story above the top of the building. So that's one, two, and then the dome. Two stories and then the dome on top of the state capitol building, which is gilded. I don't know if there's gold foil or what, but it is gilded and there are windows in there and all kinds of crazy architectural things going on. Um, well, it's not these, tin foil, these are, so they're not protected. These are people who like use draft animals and water-powered fucking grift uh grist mills to like mill their wheat and their rye bread still like sure, the, sure. <laughs> but look at but, but, but the technique Grognak, the amount of technique listen you didn't waste your time surplus you did not waste your time baking bread okay you didn't waste your time with that that's like whatever dude okay all the, just, all you, the child labor these people would probably just eat the wheat berries they had no time for that they had to 16 to 20 hours a day working their craft to be able to make these these look dude this it's amazing. The Average thing at the top age, of the building. Thirty-six years old. The thing. This right here. This right here. This this right here is amazing. It's a dome on top of the dome. It's a there's a there's a dome, and then there's another story with the uh, with the cupola, and then there's another dome, and then there's the glass ball on top of that. It's ridiculous. Okay, 
And on top of this is Sugar Bowl. You take the top off of that, and you st- restore all your drugs. No. Hell yeah. <laughs> well, you know, the Johnny, they just implemented the poll tax. I mean, if you wanted to vote, you had to pay the tax, and, you know, they had oh, all so this extra money for a... Poland. This is for amazing dude, I, I listen to the stories like like some of these guys on these you know these these uh these YouTube videos. The copers. They, what's that? The copers. Right? No, they not the copers, but like no, like guys like Lucius Aurelian and those who will actually like read the they'll read like the official narrative about it and like you can't help but laugh. Because people like, believe this shit? Yeah, it's like I can't believe look at the architecture, look how clean all of this stuff, you know, but it's just molded. You know, it's just molds. They just made the molds, and then they took the molds and melted the molds down and made the molds into something else. Well, I guess good thing it's not black mold because oh god, no, don't don't say black mold. <laughs> I, I have bad experiences with it. Yeah, so, so do I. I mean, yeah, yeah. It cost me many thousands of dollars. Oof! But that's a ridiculous looking building. Okay, so that's the that's the Capitol Dome, right? That's in Denver, as you you know as you as you want, but um. Here's a courthouse. Here's a Denver County courthouse. Yeah. There you go. That's what you build for courthouses because... Mm-hmm. In yeah. Colorado. In Colorado. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, that's just... That's just a... Um, to show you care about the taxpayer population. Right there. It's just a... This is for you guys. Right. That's the Den. Oh, excuse me. That's the Denver City and County Building. My bad. I mean, it doesn't really change anything, really. In the sense of like our our opinions on it. It's like, right. uh, why though? Yeah. Um. When was that built? I wonder when that was built. It looks more like a mega motel or something. Hotel. Yeah, I don't know what those buildings were, but I know they're like, okay, the Byron White Courthouse. Is that the one, the Byron White Courthouse? No, this one's even better. Look at this. Let's just check this out, you guys. Look at this guy. The Byron White Courthouse. Look at this building over here on the on the left-hand side. I can't blow that up. For some reason, here we go in the middle of the middle of the screen. It's too strong. Look at that thing, you guys. Look at this building, the four-story marble building. Marble takes up a city block. Dude. A city block downtown. The main entrance facade features sixteen three-story columns. On the interior, the impressive main lobby along the Stout Street side spans the width of the building along the 18th and 19th Street. A significant side lobbies connect to the main lobby. Colorado Territory was officially organized by an act of Congress in 1861. Blah, 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 blah. The federal court covered the east area of the Rocky Mountains. Was Court was convened in September of 1861 in Denver in the Commonwealth building on Larimer Street. After moving through a variety of commercial locations, U.S. Treasury Department built the original Denver Post Office Courthouse on the south corner of Arizona. Arapahoe and 16th Streets. Diagonally across from rose the 20-floor Denver landmark, Daniel and Fisher's Tower. Post office courthouse was done in the second French Empire architectural style. Oh, obvious. This is it over on the left. You can clearly tell this is second French Empire architectural style. Clearly. 
yeah, come on, dude. Like, get good. When this building became too small, I want to see if I can save this picture. Yes, I can. Um, okay. We'll put this. I, I feel like our modern, like, housing and urban development, like, they need to take some mm-hmm. fucking notes from the past because A- you could probably this put is- all of... All of Denver could have lived in that building. Right. Hold on. I want, I want to put this on the screen. You guys got to see this thing when it's done. This is ridiculous. Okay, look at... Look, uh, that's... Oh, my God. I can't make it any bigger. <laughs> Why? Look... All right. I'm sorry for the tiny picture, you guys. Squint your eyes up. Look at the people on the ground. Okay? Look, see the people on the ground? pictures for ants? It's a picture for ants. It's a three-story. <laughs> it's a three-story, one-half city block with a, a tower and a cupola, right? It's ridiculous, is it not? It's way is it, too big. Is it ridiculous? It's way too big for like the people walking around. It's definitely for giants too. Like, look at the size of the stories. Right. Yeah, so let's go back to this. Okay. So hang on, hang on. When this building became too small. And less functional for the federal offices within the Treasury Department between built between 1910 and 1916 and located at the corner. Stout in 18th Street. The post office courthouse was designed by a New York firm of Tracy Swartwow and Litchfield in the neoclassical or classical revival architectural style. Symmetrical design, grand classical stone columns, and monumental stairs characterized this style at the time. It was one of the tallest structures and considered the most built, most beautiful building west of the Mississippi. Oh, look, here's a construction picture in 1911. There, there we go. More construction pictures. But, it, but it's only like already there. Like, right, look, there already, like, see, <clears throat> they're doing the, They're doing the columns and pieces. Look, see. The cranes are in the same position in the background between them, like it, like almost. They're just like, yeah, I can only do so much. Oh, look, look, we're almost done. And massive amounts of scaffolding. This one says February nineteen fifteen. This says May fifteen twelve. Is this is this all during lunch hour too? There's no like right. Nobody walking. Daguerreotype photography. Okay, daguerreotype. No, uh, and we're done. But boom. Question mark, question mark, question mark, profit. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. These construction photos are ridiculous as well. I'm sorry, but I mean, you've got, okay, it's July 1911. This is October something. This In is February West, 1915. Dr. Jim Fetzer. Um, it's yeah. absolutely ludicrous. Right. Okay, so this is okay, so the, okay, so I'm sorry. This is ele- the ele- this is two, this is 1911. This is 1911, October 1911. Two war this is February 1912, okay? So this is from October to February in Colorado in the winter they built this building. This much they did this much work. See where see where my my cursor is right here. See where there's no pillars there? That was October. From October to February. In five months. In five months, they did all this. They built all. See the top? See how the top of this building is missing? And now over here, it's not. In five months, in the winter. In the winter. In Colorado. And this 
Okay. Oh, here we got the dates. October 1911, February 1912, May 1912. Look at look at the difference between this building here and this building here. February to May. Three months. In three months. Dude, three months. Yeah, I'm not buying it. December 1912. August 1914. So, it, yeah, two years later. And, of course, so hold on. This picture is basically from this same spot. So where is this telephone pole? Hey, you know, you just remind me of what? Th- this construction begins in, in 1911, right? <laughs> 1911. Yeah, that's why. Because I was, I was trying to remember when the Great Depression was. The panic of 1910 to 1911 was at this time. Yeah. Did you guys ever hear about that? It's yeah. like a, it was like it was a, like a um, mini depression. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a Great Depression. It was only a mini depression. This wasn't a Great Depression. The Great Depression is when we built everything. Were they depressed that they could like kill entire countries by shooting one round from a 1911 at it? Like, is that why they're depressed? Yeah. Shit. That must that must have sucked. Absolutely insane. Look at the Grand Hall on the inside. Like all this stuff was being built on the inside. You know. Look at this, man. It's amazing. Oh wait, here we have the, here we have the, here we have the, yes the stuff that's done on the inside. It's crazy. The historic courtrooms. Of course, we have columns on the inside and all kinds of pediments up there. Look at this one. this courtroom. The arched arched marble ceiling. And don't forget the whole building. Look at the wood carvings in the library here. And what year was this built in again? Uh, 1911 and 1914. We need to get a contractor to figure out how many man hours this is i mean you would think that with the speed that they were building this right i mean here's there's august 1914 so between between december 1912 which is the most i mean come on that's that's two years there i mean clearly it can get that done in two years but december 1912 that was a year like a little over a year from that to that and to add more numbers into the equation, Ridiculous. as a reminder for the listeners, Colorado was founded August 1st, 1876. Right. So, so they founded a state and then that quickly after just pumped this out. Pumped that thing out. Yeah, right. And along with all the other ridiculous buildings that they pumped out. Yeah. Yeah, it's, that's um, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. Oh, I wish I had a X button because I'd definitely smash it right now. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, we did talk. I remember talking about the slide rock bolter. I do remember talking about slide rock bolter. <laughs> Slid down the side of a mountain. But you guys, you guys, these these buildings in these like look at this is that this is that courthouse again? That other courthouse. Look at that. Erected by the people and c- people, city and. C- Coventy of Denver, because you know Cause, that's you know, a V. They, they don't do the U's; they do <laughs> yeah. the V's because they're trad and stuff. Right. Look, this even got a clock on the cupola. Hmm. What do you guys think? What do you guys think are with all the clocks? I mean, they're like these clock towers. Every one of these courthouses with a three-story clock tower. I've never understood that. I mean, like I, I get it, but I don't. Yeah. It's not like oh, we 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 all don't know how to have cell phones to pull out and check the time. But like, look at the look at the pediments on top of these columns. Just molds. They made molds of this stuff, then just mold and the mold, melt the molds down to make more molds. Yeah, you know they 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 didn't. 
spend their time playing video games. They, they so that means they had time to do that, right? Yeah, they they weren't vaccinated. Isn't a shot of them that airport again? It's ridiculous, man. It's, I don't understand what all the tent looking stuff is all about. It's like almost like they're mocking the ether gathering in Tikwatek. That minus like the ether gathering stuff. Like uh, I was gonna say, like back when I was first flew into it, I'm like, why does it look like a bunch of tents? It does. I, look I like never a bunch understood of tents. it from like when I was in high school. I'm like this looks yeah. ridiculous. It looks wow. like a bunch of tents. No, you're not wrong. Crazy, you guys. But we we I mean, there's more to Colorado than that. But we are well over two hours, and no break. Oh, shit, really? Yeah. Really? I was about. I thought you were about to say like, "All right, uh, first hour break. Time to come back for second hour." No, it's we were like two hours and fifteen minutes, dude. Wow. Yeah. Man, Colorado's got a lot of cool shit, dude. A lot of a lot of stuff going on besides snow skiing and that. I'm still like this mining. This mining thing to me is still kind of fascinating. Grognek, it reminds me of the architecture you would see around um, the Erie Canal and Niagara Falls. It's like that that level of architecture you know what i mean it's industrial yeah. it's it's yeah, yeah, yeah. it's old world industrial as opposed to old world beautiful Ooh, i i guess i should say like you know around for the eclipse i may or may not be around the niagara fall areas mm. going with going with a buddy of mine and obviously lenny um so i should if i actually wind up going and everything works out i should take pictures of niagara falls and whatnot hmm or whatever else is uh, in that area. Yeah, definitely do that. Um, last time I went to Niagara Falls, I was like nineteen. I was. I, I waited until I left or was about to leave Fort Drum before co- deciding to go two or three hours north and <laughs> going to see it. No, I've only, I've been there twice, three times. Been there three times, and all of which I was under under twenty one. So. Speaking yeah. of forts, check and see what the nearest star fort is to Niagara Falls. Uh, Thousand Islands, I believe. Or I think there's one there, or maybe it's just a castle. I can't fuck. I can't remember. Uh, do you do you know the answer to this, Grognick? Are, are you testing people? I have not checked my local star map. Guy oh, okay. In a while. Well, I was about to say, like, I <laughs> no, there is one. You, you know, you know, there's going to be one there. They're always near water. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, I was going to say, there was like something interesting, uh, whether it be Star 4 or whatever, that was in uh, Thousand Islands. I can't, fuck, what was it? Hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We should, do, we, should do a, we should do an exploration uh, episode on Niagara Falls, man. And the, and the Erie Canal, we, we still haven't talked about that. We touched on it when we talked about Awaranon's videos a while back, that 360-mile canal carved through rock and mountains and all kinds of treacherous f- terrain and forests they oh, there inv- is a castle in fucking Al- so they, they another name for it is alexandria bay or a bay and uh yeah there is a castle hang on okay. i'm dropping the link into the prep chat okay but um oh dude fort fort niagara is a star for i'm looking at it right now okay so there you go that makes there you go so Fort Niagara. Oh no, this is this is not where. You're, isn't Niagara Falls is in Lake Ontario, right? Yes. Okay. 
Yeah, it's in Youngstown. So it's like right there. It's right off the. It's right off the lake. Youngstown, New York, Fort Niagara. It's a fucking star fort. Yeah, of course it is. Boots on the ground. You have to worry about all the uh, the ships coming in from. Wait, oh wait, it's a lake. Shit. How do I explain this? Well, they made the lock. You know the the Erie Canal. Hey, were uh, were you guys planning to talk about the Stanley Hotel? Oh, is the haunted Stanley Hotel? Or is that? Uh, I didn't, I didn't see anything about it being haunted, but it was the uh, the inspiration for the Shining. Oh, that's right, the Shining. No, we did actually. We did an episode on specifically that hotel. I'm pretty sure. Oh. A long time ago, when we talked about the oh, Shining. Yeah, yeah, now that you mentioned it. Oh. I'm pretty sure this was part of the Colorado. We did Colorado a long time ago. This is the second go around at Colorado. I want to say it's like (laughs) Colorado part two. Yeah, but the fucked up. Here's the fucked up part about Colorado part two. Grognak is I'm pretty sure uh, nothing spoopy has happened other than the Bigfoot sighting. So we've probably covered all the same stuff we covered in the last one. Anyway, well, there was something that Linny put in about um, something about picking up and moving raids. I'm, I'm, blanking out on it right now about um, what? in the uh, the parano- paranormal america colorado that chat uh the twisted tale of bodies beneath denver's cheeseman park or some something or other i don't know what yeah there's a lot of masonic ties with it and yeah the coal mining museum no Mm. Oh, the Ghost of Cheeseman Park? Is that the one? Yeah, that should be it. Twisted Tale of the Bodies Beneath Denver's Cheeseman Park. All right, we'll finish up with this one. We'll do this this last one when we get out of here. Because we're, we're over two hours, which is fine. But Just your- make sure you pay us. Right, yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. yeah. By the way, yes, yeah, you guys can some- donate. You guys, you know, you guys can donate while you're watching the stream. You can donate on Odyssey. You can donate on D Live. You can donate on Pilled. You can donate on Pilled. You can donate Gold Pills. You can donate Lemons on D Live and on Odyssey. It is Library, I believe. Still, yeah, I think. Um, but yes, yes, you guys should donate so that we uh can keep the lights on here because although we don't we don't have much in the way of overhead we have our streaming services and that kind of stuff but you know it is nice but for i guess an added uh reason for why you should donate the more you donate the longer i stay out of your walls there's that too also the more the more you donate the more content you get to because you know, that we, too yeah we can pay for more stuff to do more things anyway all right Let's talk about this real quick. This is the uh, Cheeseman Park is an urban green space that has attracted outdoor recreation outdoor recreation lovers for decades. With portions of the park opening as long ago as eighteen ninety eight. All right. Um, 
Cheeseman Park hasn't always been a place to align with gross and active life. More than 100 years ago, overturned dirt didn't mean a new resident had arrived in the park in the form of a sapling. Overturned dirt meant a new resident had arrived in the park as a form of skin and bones. Placed six feet under and meant to stay for an eternity. Former use of this land might be a little creepy, but that's just the tip of a very disturbing iceberg. Oh, no. It was originally dubbed prospect hill cemetery and eventually called denver city cemetery cheeseman park acreage was used for this purpose from 1858 until 1890 however it's after 1890 that things get strange all right january of 1890 a colorado senator named henry moore teller convinced u.s congress to convert the cemetery that had largely fallen into disuse into a new city park it's a cemetery how does it fall into disuse yeah when, when have you ever like to me last night i was like what have you ever seen a cemetery be used yes you bury people in it that's how you use it and then that the, the part gets not used anymore the whole point of a cemetery is disuse and if you if you decide that it's disused and you try to do something on top of it bad things usually follow right i've seen poltergeist exactly all right to be I'm named to do that Right. To be named Congress Park, the land has since been split into multiple parks by residential growth. At this point, family members with deceased relatives buried on the land were given a few months to remove the bodies of their loved ones to another gravesite. As you might expect, digging up a body and relocating was expensive. Some of the people that could afford to do so did, while many others that couldn't pay the associated costs simply left the bodies behind. It's also worth mentioning that a lot of the people buried in this cemetery were also unclaimed from the point of their burials, criminals and transients that died in Denver while passing through. So they buried them instead of cremating. Doesn't make any sense. As that time, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, yeah. We'll just, you know, we'll just bury this drifter. Anyway, uh, Mac probably murdered him. Um, <laughs> As time ticked by, thousands of remains were left behind. Months passed and then years. Eventually, city officials started to assume that no one was coming for those left decaying in the park. With so many bodies left unclaimed, Denver had a decision to make. They wanted their park, but they also wanted their park to be dead body free. I mean, don't you want your parks to be dead body free? I hate when I'm jogging in the park and I find a dead body, which I is why know, I don't. Like, you know, like, yeah. That's why I don't jog. I get... If I get a one dead body as a treat, I'm fine. But right, like, but that's that's why I don't jog. One. The jogger always yeah. finds the dead body. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have I've watched daytime television. That's right? right. This is when they made the decision to hire an undertaker named E. P. McGovern. They always have some weird name. In 1893, McGovern and 18 of his employees were to dig up and relocate roughly 5,000 bodies for a per body fee of a dollar ninety putting each body into a new casket and transferring it to Riverside Cemetery. Though gruesome work, this plan seemed like an effective approach during the initial days of body transfers. The initial days. So body transfers are a thing that had an initial time period. We've been doing this for a while. We're very good at it now. But during its initial phase, we had some hiccups maybe. This is the very creepy story. McGovern would dig up a plot of land said to hold remains. He'd put bodies in a casket, and then he'd transfer them across town for the new permanent home. When all is said and done, he'd made around $9,500, roughly $250,000 adjusted for inflation. Process was going smoothly, and things were on track to have the body land, land body free and ready for a park, and then everything changed. Da, da, da. A newspaper at the time, the Denver Republican, broke a story that was quite unsettling. A disproportionately high number of child caskets were taken out of the site. This meant one of two things. Either sloppy record-keeping failed to depict the high number of children buried at the site, 
or what was inside of these child-sized caskets wasn't actually a deceased child. Or orphan trains, the secret third option. As it would turn out, McGovern realized that more money was to be made if more caskets were being transferred for the prearranged fee. This is where he came up with a twisted idea. Instead of putting each body into a single casket, McGovern and crew would split the body up into multiple portions, placing these portions into several smaller child-sized caskets, doubling or tripling the amount that would be paid. Some of the remains were easily like, likely easy to split up, while some of the more recent burials likely required additional chopping. Quote for the breaking news article published in the Denver Republican helps to describe the scene. The line of desecrated graves at the southern boundary of the cemetery sickened and horrified everybody by the appearance they presented. That's my 1800s news guy voice. Um, yeah, that's, no. Around the edges were piled broken coffins, rent and tattered shrouds, and fragments of clothing that had been torn from the dead bodies. All were trampled into the ground by the footsteps of the grave diggers like rejected junk. Well, of course, when this scam was discovered after just a few days' work, McGovern's contract was pulled. While McGovern was no longer on the project, this posed a new problem. The contract was canceled before the work was done, meaning thousands of bodies were still remaining on the land, some of which were still underground and untouched, but also those that were already unearthed. This meant Denver had a new problem to solve. They had to hire someone else to clean up after McGovern's shoddy scam. This is where things even get darker. The city never hired another person to finish the job. Instead, the city simply started leveling the land and preparing it for a park. Some of the graves would remain uncovered for years until they were eventually filled in with dirt and topped with various bushes and shrubbery. The bodies that remained covered were simply ignored and left behind and still underground when construction was eventually completed on the already open park in 1907. One investigation by CNN revealed that as many as 2,000 bodies might still remain buried beneath the park, and sadly, these bodies don't always stay buried. It's not uncommon for workers in the park to uncover bones and sometimes full skeletal remains. For instance, Denver Post reports that four preserved skeletons were uncovered by people doing irrigation work in the park in 2010. In another 2008 incident, two rows of coffins were uncovered by crews working near the adjacent Denver Botanic Gardens. Oh my God, dude. Heavy rain is also capable of bringing remains to the surface due to the density of the bones. Yeah, because the bones just float in dirt, you don't you know? New it's bones have science. come to light, man. Like, I'm... <sighs> It's also important to note that Denver may have had a couple... This fucking article, it, like, I, I don't believe any of this bullshit. Did anybody buy this article at all? Is anybody believing this? I believe the chopping up and severing like, into... I mean, like, really? And they just, like, things. dude, they were... Okay, so they would dig up the coffin, pull the body out of the coffin, put the body in three more coffins, and then, like, the other coffin and its remains would be there. Like, they would have piles and piles of... Co like, this doesn't make sense. Yeah, what, no, what I mean is, like, if I were to take each uh, individual step of this, I guess, individually, the only thing I would believe is the chopping up to more bodies, putting them in baby caskets just to scheme. Where are they getting know. baby caskets? That's the thing, is, like... Uh, on mass. Exa exactly. At in the, the 1890s. Period. Yeah. Right. When that, so, like, Colorado was officially founded 20 years prior. Right. This is this whole story is bullshit. This is another one of those bullshit fucking brass plaque stories. 
Okay, the first reason was simple. There wasn't very great mapping where the bodies were. Finding them would be likely very expensive and time-consuming. Really? Really, they didn't mark the graves? You didn't know where the fuck the graves were? We just willy-nilly bury people? You start digging up? Oops, there's somebody's foot. Sorry, we'll move over a couple feet. I slipped, tripped, and uh, fell onto a grave. Oopsies. Second reason is a bit more grim. During the aforementioned CNN investigation, the reporters also talked to a professor at the Metropolitan State College of Denver who had studied the bodies. He found that some of the bodies belonged to smallpox victims, highly contagious disease that results in disfiguration and often death. In other words, there was a concern that digging up these forsaken remains might expose people in the Mile High City to smallpox. Smallpox was still a threat during those years and decades surrounding McGovern's contract, leading to 226 deaths in Denver during the single year of 1922. 1922 had 226 deaths. There is a... Uh, Quads. Funnily enough, I could speak on this with the whole uh, smallpox thing. It's funny because in Massachusetts, you know, in my hometown, right, at a place I used to go hiking at frequently... There is just a random, uh, almost complete circle, but like a wooden fenced off area that you can walk in, whatever. And then it states that uh, I forget how many bodies is like a dozen bodies are buried within that circle. They are buried there for smallpox. And it's like a really old looking like uh, uh, stone marker. Hmm. Why isn't there one there then? Right, right, right. That's. Yeah, as for how long viable smallpox can linger on a dead body, there's one case in 1759. Yeah, because we have really great record keeping from back then. In which an entire village in England may have become infected days after the accidental opening of a smallpox. May have been affected after the accidental opening of a smallpox victim's casket that had been buried 30 years prior. That's bullshit. Yeah. It's worth mentioning that this case comes from an article originally published in 1976. A lot of research on smallpox has been done since then. But the question remains, how long can smallpox survive humans? So over 200 years later, it's like we wrote an article. uh, This is totally real, guys. Right. Uh, According to an article published by BBC, totally, totally reliable, you guys. In 2014, one attempt to answer this question took place at locations in Alaska and Siberia. When the buried bodies of smallpox victims were dug up, thawed, examined to determine if they could still be infectious, none of these bodies were hosting viable viruses. Yeah, you think so? Uh, No viruses that you can find outside of the body are viable because viruses aren't real. But then how did the over 200-year-old virus uh, infect people with smallpox? Wait a minute. Uh, looking spe- another study specifically looking at historical relics and whether or not they can carry the smallpox virus over time mentions a case where the virus was detected to be viable 13 years after being collected from a smallpox patient. That being said, this research study concludes in mentioning that while it's reasonable to postulate that viruses could survive for long periods of time when they're surrounded by protein matter that protects them, risk of transmission is non-existent from archaeological relics. What protein matter lasts for over 200 years? Peanut butter. Mm. I mean, well, if, if the body that was open that that then at like expose those guys. Yeah. What did somebody else? Peanut butter. Then okay, sure. I'll. I'll right. I'll I mean, other than peanut butter, I can't think of anything. No. In yeah. other words, it's extremely unlikely that there would be any sort of smallpox risk from these bodies buried in Cheeseman Park. The routine vaccination for smallpox in America stopped in 1972 following national eradication of the virus from the country. Oh, wow. 
These you know remains. I'm going to sell this debate. I'm going to go to that circle in uh, my hometown. I'm just going to dig up a body. Right. We'll see what happens. If I die, well, it's going to be hilarious because, like, I, I totally own myself. But if I don't die, I proved my point. Either way, I win. Right. So, the last line, while it's reasonable to assume that there's no chance of catching this deadly virus during your next sunny summer stroll through this iconic Denver outdoor space, on a rainy day, there's still a chance you might spot something odd creeping up from beneath the dirt in Cheeseman Park. Wait a minute, that makes me think. What if some serial killer wrote this, like, yeah, don't mind that dead body you just found. You you know, that was very, (laughs) that's really old. It's from the rain and because some insert retarded. The pavilion at Cheeseman Park. Now, hang on a second. Whoa. Did you see this? Look at this. Pavilion at Cheeseman Park. Oh, man, I understand why they don't, they didn't want dead bodies there. I mean, that's pretty nice. That's pretty crazy. Uh, you know, like, if I'm going to build a pavilion, it's going to be that. Mm-hmm. What else we got here? Denver. Oh, yeah. Thatcher Memorial Fountain. The Thatcher I Memorial the Fountain worst... in Espl- in, at the Esplanade. I know, the Esplanade, I'm joking. It's at the Esplanade in City Park, Denver, Colorado, designed by Lorado Taft of Chicago and donated by a banker, Joseph Addison Thatcher. Thatcher, Taft, wait. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's the the Civic County Center. Look at that, man, the cupola and the three tower. This is... Oh, that's 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 nothing. Large bear sculpture, but there's there's a federal building. I mean, you got your underground, you got your underground windows. I wouldn't worry about the bear breaking into the building, right? <laughs> that's 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 Cheeseman Park, dude. That's that's Cheeseman Park right there. See, I think the the worst part of this whole story is this this whole graveyard was built on an Indian burial ground. Yeah, I think that it the graveyard was built of- on an Indian burial ground. <laughs> Yeah, proof of validity of this is that um, there was no movies made of it, so that's how you know it's real. Right. <clears throat> so, this was constructed in the 1890s. It's the Colorado State Capitol. There it is. There's a I'm sure this was, vanilla sky you know. photograph. And here's your uh, here's your modern day photograph. Yeah, like uh, yeah, that was constructed in. Thirty years after yeah. just, the, just the, the Brown Palace right? Hotel, it's another one of those those um, corner. There's buildings. a lot of those in Boston. Yeah, those corner buildings. Yeah, wow. yeah. And there's your there's your there's your Hey Hoyas. Bluebird Theater. That's kind of an old word theater. I mean, it is, but it isn't. Yeah. Uh, did you? Did anybody? Oh, see Hey, man that that is an old world building. That is for sure. Benigan's press man. <laughs> What's up there about? Uh anybody see the uh what is it called? There's a canyon, Pine something canyon. Like oh. supposedly the largest concentration of a uh, dinosaur footprints. Hmm. Picket wire canyon. Is it in Colorado? Yeah. What's I did I did a little bit of prep. Picket Picket wire. It's like one word. Picket wire. Picket wire canyon. Picket wire canyon is 117.6 mile trail. Do you have like a 
Okay, it's done. Okay, so where's the picket wire trail? U.S. Forest Service. Did you have a website or something? No. Okay. Let me see. There's images we got for pictures. Maybe. Petrog uh, oh, it's got petroglyphs. You... Oh, I didn't see those. Yeah, there's a petroglyph here. The page isn't working. Screw you, brave. Oh, but if you look up uh, footprint, oh, there's one. Yeah, footprint. Uh, hmm. The fuck are hoodoos? Picket wire canyon lands hoodoos. Interesting. Dinosaur tracks. Oh. Dinosaur tracks. There's one. Yeah, maybe they call them tracks instead of footprints. There's one. Oh, watch out. Don't step in the dinosaur tracks. Jesus. Yeah, there's a there's a whole lot of largest track uh, site in North tracks America. That look yeah. like that. So a lot of dragons were from there, huh? Yeah, supposedly uh, somewhere in Colorado, too, uh, is where they found the first stegosaurus, supposedly. Hmm. So Colorado, home of the force. There's a hike in Colorado. Hold on a second. That leads you straight to an abandoned power, an abandoned power plant. An abandoned power plant. Why would what? That's hold up. Here we go. This is there's a hike in Colorado that leads you straight to an abandoned power plant. Are you getting tired of hiking around the colorful mountains? Blah blah blah. Penrose. World's largest rocking chair, another unique. This, the old Skagway power plant. Originally opened in 1901, it was the first steel, the world's first steel reinforced and rock face dam. It supplied electricity from Victor all the way to Cannon City. It, the dam failed in the 1960s. The plant closed, leaving the building deserted and decaying. Hmm. I mean, I guess that explains why. I mean, that's a dy there's dynamos there. There's your dynamos, dude. These are, yeah, totally. So opened in 1901. Electricity was invented in like 1889. Like ma massive, like the, the IBW, I believe, was founded in 1883. Hold on. So doing that in two years, that's um, yeah. Gumption, dude. And bootstraps. Right. And that's like, it's ridiculous, man. Um, 1891 was the IBW. Okay. And then um, that's the electrical, the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers. And then, um, yeah, when was. Available to consumers. Let's see. When was that? When was electricity? Blah, blah, blah. 1882, Pearl Street Power Station in New York. That's D.C. Uh, 1879, that was a light bulb. See, they just, they don't do a whole lot of telling you the story, you know? Uh, so they go right to, you know, Edison had these D.C. things that didn't work, and he killed an elephant. Oh, and then skip on to World War One. So they so they can't keep those. There's always a fucking... Netflix special attached to whatever you're looking up instead of right, just like right, right. the information you're looking But it's like they can't keep those records straight, but you know, we have records that we can write on over two hundred years later about oh, we opened a casket, then everyone got smallpox. 
Mm-hmm. Here we go. History of electric uh, power sure. transmission. Early transmission uh, prior to electricity. Teledynamic, pneumatic, hydraulic. All right. Early days of electric power usage. Special Timeline. Give me dates. Paris Exposition, 1878, arc lighting. California Electric Company in 1879. Arc lighting, arc lighting, arc lighting. That's it. Okay, 1879, 1880s, arc lighting. It operated six... Dynamo's lighting several storefronts. So it was most so it was lighting. They did lighting in the in the 1880s, 1890, direct current. Mm, large scale generation. Westinghouse was uh, it's all in the late 1880s. But yeah, dude, I don't see the first AC line was put into service in 1885 in Italy. Um, hmm. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, I mean, maybe they did, you know, high voltage. Okay, here we go. High voltage DC, which is when Menlo Park facility. It's in Northern California. But yeah, I don't know, man. This is all like the late late eighteen eighties, early eighteen nineties. Um, okay, Niagara Falls, early twentieth century. Yeah, we we just skip we skip from like eighteen ninety three to the, to the. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't I don't see it. I don't see that happening. The way yeah, it, it, just, it just like skips like enough time where it's like wait. So what happened between there? Right. It's whether like, whether or not you had electricity depended how enthusiastic you were about getting it. There you go. Pretty much, yeah. Do you have the bootstraps necessary? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, hydroelectric. Yeah, like, when, when did they go from, like, water-powered mills to, like, realizing that, like, they could just use the same water to power like dynamos, you know, mm. and store the energy and to like blast it around. Yeah. I don't know. Man. You don't uh, see, you don't, you don't see a very um, apparent like transitional period. You know no, what I mean? Cause it went from, it went from, uh, you know, we just discovered, we, we invented the dynamo to now everybody has AC power. You get a dynamo. You get a dynamo. All these people, all these people were making, you know, all these guys were making advances and I don't know, man. It just seems, yeah, the fact that there's a, it's abandoned and that's definitely old world bricking, you know, that old ass dynamo. Like the fact that this dynamo looks like the, bodies were machined right so this thing opened in 1901 which means they were built in 1898 1899 right so these dynamos look like 
you know, they're they're not going to be your first generation. I mean, these look like they were came out of a factory because this one of there's there's a couple, there's a bunch of them, right? And they all look exactly the same. They look well, there's two yeah. that you can see. Yeah. Like I didn't just build this from scratch in my uh, garage, right? Like, there's several like, of them the that standards. look the same. It's like you can order this one in this you know in the, in this configuration or whatever. Yeah. It's ridiculous and we're supposed to believe we're supposed to believe that an electric so this opened in 1901 and and electricity was just invented for the masses like 14 years before 15 13 years before and they have they have these dynamos that are that good they just they just went somebody's car alarms going off um they just dinosaurs woke dynamos right I have no I have no idea what they're trying to pull because it doesn't make any sense. You know. No. Oh well, no. This, this is going to tie in nicely with next week's episode. Actually, I just thought of that. Oh yeah. Yeah, we're going to we're going to have a friend of the show on to talk about all kinds of weird antiquity. Oh yeah, that's and, right. That's right. That's right. I forgot. Maybe we can talk about dynamos. Dynamos, or are you doing a thing right now? <laughs> Does that have anything to do with dinosaurs? Are they fossil fuel? <laughs> no, is it? It's don't 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 do a dog about that. <laughs> don't do it. it. They're dynamos, Grognat. They're not dynamos. It's late. I'm getting silly. All right, I thought yeah. You're I acting so. silly out there, man. You're Come acting on. silly. Everybody's acting silly. Well, it's time for everybody to take your silly hat and go to bed. But it is it is yeah, getting late. I always um, take my silly hat to bed. That's right. But we're gonna we are gonna wrap this one up. Um Colorado's got a lot of interesting stuff, man. There's a lot of old world buildings. I'm sure there's a prison and an asylum or three. Uh I'm sure that the college is there, like Colorado State and um University of Colorado both have old world buildings that should that that probably deserve a look. But yeah, I know there's like specific like like big haunted buildings, but I could not for the life of me remember which ones they were. Yeah, we didn't even get into any haunted anything, really. Oh, oh. God. Now we really have to do a real part two. <laughs> <laughs> I part two I really, part I, two. I really wanted to get into Crestone. What, Crestone and that love is one cult and, you know, the weird. Oh, stuff the cult. Happening. Yeah. We, we totally didn't have... Dude, there's so much stuff with Colorado in general, man. I mean, between... We didn't even get all the cryptids. We, you know, we didn't... Uh-huh. We, we didn't get all the cryptids. There's there's more cryptids. We didn't even get to the to the heavily vaxxed pilot goes berserk at Denver International Airport speaking to the airport, you know? We gave you, like, one of everything as a treat. Yes, you got a little bit of everything, you guys. Well, enjoy this one. We'll be back on Tuesday with a Nationalist Inquirer. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us, everybody, over on DLive, over on Pilled, and over on Odyssey. I would release... Uh, thank you, Jibba Jabba Jaga. He th- sent us a donation over there on on Odyssey. He says, uh, here's some digi-shekels. I apologize. I don't have real ones. It's all good, bro. Digi-shekels work, too. Thank you. We will use that to put towards the uh, monthly expenses. Uh, everybody on pill. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to let me release the gold pills since nobody donated, but, uh, let me release the scratch. off. Let my bolt gold pills go. Right. 
Let me release the scratchins. There you go, scratchin released. And thank you, everybody, all five of you. Or eight. Yes, eight people oh, over there shoot. on DLive. I was, I was going to be like, another oh, five of you. No, but there's eight over there. The, the DLive crowd, I mean, we have 452 followers, but we only ever get like 10 viewers. It's whatever. It's all good. But thank you, everybody. Thanks for hanging out. 10 followers. <laughs> What's that? Is doing the whole thirteen to fifty joke, like despite making only four hundred ten followers, oh, right. they make up. Yeah, whatever. It's it's falling flat. I I've had to explain the joke. It's fine. I got it. I, well, I didn't hear it the first time. That was the problem. Oh, that's yeah. right. Well, anyways, um, Battlebot, thanks for hanging out this evening. Thanks for having me. And Grognak and Jack, as usual. Huh. You know, I I live to come here. You know, I know. It's all good. So do I. Uh, we're going to get out of here there uh, for the podcast listeners. It will be a creepy pasta after this. And for you live stream listeners, you're going to have to tune into the podcast to check out what the creepy pasta was, is. <laughs> all right. See you later. Hot travel makes you gay. <laughs>